usual. You know, I'm here with my man, the myth, the legend, TJ. What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Yeah. Wait a minute. And we got some, you know, some people that are alongside with us for today. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Mo. I go by Mo Sax. Saxophone player, Toronto. Mm-hmm. You already know what it is. And my beautiful lady to the left. What's up? My name is Zibri. <laughs> I'm from Burlington. Alright, so this episode of Den of Owls is more of a free-for-all. You know, we usually come with, you know, topics that we want to discuss and things that we want to talk about. But I think the main thing that's going on right now that we're all going through is, <laughs> is this COVID. whole COVID lockdown situation. Yeah. You know, how it's messing up with everybody. Especially the fact that, you know, people need, need to work. And now, you know, especially specific areas of, you know, employment are all fucked up and all broken down right yeah. now. Yes. So I think that's the main thing that's going on right now. So that's something that, you know, I think we should kind of take in and just, you know, tell our own personal experiences about and like how we got through it, how we're, got, how we're making it through right now, not really got through it. Since it's your birthday, you go first. Oh, shit. True. <laughs> Okay, birthday yeah, that's boy. Another, that's another thing. Uh, today is my birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. You know, turn 39. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Oldest cat in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, this whole lockdown, like, really affected me in a, in a, you know, in a way of, you know, just like TJ, also working in the culinary industry. And, you know, this whole thing broke us down. Um, with the whole lockdown, like, tore up everything. Couldn't work. Only until they were saying that, okay, everybody can do, like, takeout and whatnot. It slowly brought people back um, when it came to summertime. But then, as we know, after summer, once it gets cold... It's game over. Yeah, it's pretty much locked down in our, in our industry. And it, and it usually dies between December to February. Mm-hmm. So now we're going through another lockdown. It's like, I'm even looking at numbers. Like, I looked at numbers, like, about an hour ago. Shit. And... Um, Chubby's number is no, <laughs> not good. That's not the thing; good. it doesn't matter how good your food is. Like it's a lockdown. It's a lockdown. And I think one of the things they forgot. It's karma. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things they forgot is like this is West Indian food. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a novelty, especially like it's like starting to see with like you know with um with Caucasian culture, it's a novelty with West Indian food, but people don't want that all the time. It's true, because I'll tell you, I go to Sunrise, mm-hmm. which is at the Oakville Plaza for Loke. Okay, where sunrise. I work. <laughs> shout out, so shout there's out. a Sunrise. I'll get one large mm-hmm. soup and like maybe two pieces of fried chicken. It comes with $20. When I yeah. go to Ellis, which is on my block in the hood where mm-hmm. I live, two seconds away, $8. So it's a price difference, right? They know they're in Oakville and Burlington, yeah. so they know they can charge more money because white people are gonna pay for that food. Yeah. I don't rate they Sunrise. Saltfish and Aki. They have curry goat. They have their foods are right. Their foods are right. Yeah. You need to add salt and pepper. Yeah. But it's all right. Like I eat there on my lunch because there's not too many options. Yeah. So I'd rather eat there. Yeah. But I'm telling you. Mm, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. The the oxtail is a little <clears throat> fatty. The pork, the jerk pork, dry. And that's why I don't you rate good? Sunrise. The soup, the, the chicken soup. No, I've never ate there, and 
except two weeks ago. The jerk, um, the chicken soup is good. I'll tell you that. The chicken soup is good. Add some salt and pepper, you're straight. The jerk pork is okay, but when you get home, you need to add your own barbecue sauce. Don't eat pork. Swine is not fine. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I don't normally eat fucking pork, but when I ate it from there, it was okay, but a lot of fat. And they charge you, no, their shit's expensive, bro. I had... Like, just a large soup and, uh, what did I have? Fried chicken. One barbecue piece, one regular piece, and, yes, and cabbage. Just I'm veg. telling you right now. I don't want no rice. I just want steamed veg. They give me cabbage and carrot oh, with two pizzas of chicken and a large soup. You know how much it came to? Uh, 21.91. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that still. And I said, Rich, are you serious? <laughs> and she's like, mm. Yeah, and you want hot sauce? That's a dollar. Whoa. I said, well, fuck your hot sauce, bitch. <laughs> I don't want it. I'll eat the KFC hot sauce. I'll work straight. So that's what I had. But I'm telling you, mm, not that good, man. Sunrise? Nah, man. Don't waste your money there. It's so expensive. I'm like, yo, I live in the hood, and they charge the same shit for half the price. Yeah. Half the fucking price, yo. You go there for like twenty one ninety two. I'm like, nah. I got a soup and a dumpling. Like, what the fuck do you mean twenty one ninety five? I think I bought chicken for that one time. Don't go pieces. to fucking Sunrise. I'm telling like, you, don't go there. It was like ten bucks or four pieces. Like, yeah, you know, Golden so Crust is on one right now too. Yo, you know, Golden Crust is on one right now. I'm gonna show you guys a picture. Golden Crust is on one. Golden Crust is definitely on one. Yo, where where is Golden Crust? Uh Keelan Wilson. Yeah. No, they're gone. They're not they left from there? Yeah, the Brampton now. Brampton, Brampton. Oh, yeah, because people were having their prices. Like, yeah. street. No, but that's, like, that's the whole thing when it comes to like West Indian food. It's like, it's more of a novelty. Like, yeah. For, and it like, shouldn't be, Especially though. for our culture, it's like, it's a novelty when we're having like, okay, if you're Jamaican, you have Jamaican food. Mm-hmm. If you're Guyanese, you have a Guyanese food. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, from St. Lucia, you have a St. Lucia food. You... Your own culture becomes like, yo, I have this every day at my house. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yes. like, I don't, why yeah. am I leaving my house to go eat it? But, yo, I want some Trinidadian food. So I'm going to go for a roti after. Yeah. I want some Guyanese food. So I'll go for, you know, you know some Dal Pori or whatever, right? <laughs> so that's the thing for our culture. But then when it comes like to a lot of the white people, like the white uh, Caucasian culture, it's, they'll want it for a certain amount of time. And then they're just like, nah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. So it's like we like, especially within our my industry. Like right now, I'm working at Chubby Food. It's yeah. your industry, huh? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I'm working at Chubby. I'm basically doing cheers. everything right now, man. So it's like cheers, 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 cheers. So it's like whatever I what I can do. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> this is a drink festival. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. I mean, so it's what I can. So it's like it was our industry when it comes to the house. Well, you know what? It's still your industry because you do West Indian food on your end. Yeah. So it's like just how it work. How it works with Chubby's and now like coming back and now I have to do everything. It's so tiring. And you have a worker with you that's not really productive, so it's hard. Yeah, and it's like you know, well, like when I had my manager with me, it was like okay. Initially, like he like he helped me out with everything. Yeah. Then when he came back, it's like he only helped me out with one thing, and that's yeah. like I don't want to knock on him, but it's like I understand because he's not really working, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're not really, oh, you're you not know, getting well, If he 
you see this guy, you'd be like, why is he even employed? But I get it, you know? For real, yeah? Yeah, it's, it, it was bad. Like, me, me and Omar, like, we spent hours, hours working while he's doing one task, man. Yeah, we're, we were the backbone of yeah. it. Yeah, we're the Avengers. I've worked for a hotel and we get seven twenty five per room. Sometimes the oh, length shit. is just an hour and a half Bro, because there's condoms. Crazy? I sent him pictures. There's used condoms. There's blood all over the sheets. This is her. There's this is her wreck shit. And my boss would text me, make sure your room doesn't take you more than 30 minutes. I was like, it takes me 30 minutes to change a fucking sheet. And you know what I realized? The people don't be where when you go to hotel days because I don't trust me, I just started going for fifty dollars yeah. start rate. I check the fucking sheets. Yo, these bitches don't be changing the sheets. You oh go in the hotel, God. the 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 duvet and the sheets, people have slept in it. Straight. People have slept <laughs> in it. I'm a, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just interrupt kindly just right. Right now, be um, careful. I found the picture of Golden Crust. <laughs> like, no, it has to be spoken about. Okay, it has to be. Let, let me just. That's let what me I'm just saying. Get a close up on the camera, cause oh, like, yo, look. That's what I'm this saying. This is the price for oxtail. Oxtail's crazy, What's like twenty five dollars. Cost your shit What's behind you. Yo, I'm telling you, okay? okay? Because a I've small been. Small oxtail, okay? Yeah, napkin, napkin. Twenty-three dollars. Yeah. Where's where's the uh, twenty-three dollars? No worries, I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And a large is twenty-eight dollars. How big is large though? How big is large? I don't even know, but like <laughs> I'm not trying to pay thirty dollars for one meal. Yeah, that's true. So that's they're on one. They're definitely on one. Like, how are you gonna do that? I'd rather just go to BK. I'd rather go to BK. Okay, right. Yeah. I can get two burgers, two whoppers for that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no saying no. Nah, that's no, a mess. Man. You're gonna spend thirty dollars. Nah, G, that's uh that's a no go. That's a no go. Yeah, but, uh, Golden Cross is definitely on one. <laughs> I don't wanna bash them because I was gonna work there one time and then I was like, you know what? Let's not talk about being like working places. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's not for me, bro. You son of a bitch. You fuck. You fuck. What are you talking about? Garfield? Yo, the A-Rap man showed me money. Man. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. You saw money and you're just like, well, you know. Hey. I saw the money. I dealt with it. But when I got there, it wasn't Yo, what money's he was saying. money. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was saying some other shit. Yeah. I was like, nah, bro. I, I'm good. I'm good with the Asian people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I'm learning I'm learning Mandarin. Like, I'm good. I can't. Nah, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. And then they're like, um, yeah, man. I don't know. But shout out to them, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are right. But I know they closed down. Sorry to say, but it is what it is. Damn. Me There's and a COVID. a lot of that going on. Yeah, me and COVID, fuck, man. <laughs> I think it's like the worst of my life, yo. Like, Got my dream job, got laid off. Damn. Then, got my bike back, had bike problems. You know what I'm saying? I was going to the gym hard, they closed off the gym due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. All right, I'm going to get fat. Fuck it, I'm going to get fat. <laughs> fuck it. I said it, I'm going to get fat. Fuck it. <laughs> then, going to adventures, whatever, that's cool. Then to end, pretty much end my 
Yeah, November now. So pretty much to end my 2020, I get shot. Can I see your shit? Can I see your... Um... Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. That's no, not happening. Yo, I'm not trying to do my thing. I'm uh, just trying, trying to, say, to expose the battle call scars. Call your man yeah. and just say, um, like... I get shot. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just do your thing. And then I was like, yo, what? If not, like, expose. Like, this is just... Stupid, like you know, what I'm saying, like, why am I going oh. downhill? Like, why am I going call downhill? Me. Yeah, <laughs> why? Like, why? I don't get it. Yeah, but hopefully, this COVID thing goes to a little end or a little break. Mm. 2021, we come back, we do our thing, and just be married, bro. Because let's face it, 2020 pretty shit. Like, every day is a new 100. New death, you know, what I'm saying 100. New celebrity gone, yeah. Or, you know, like, a little boy dying uh, via straight bullets. Like, come on now, man. Like, yeah, that that was insane. Yeah. That was insane. What I want to know is who are the people that were recording that because it looked like it was a stage thing, you know what I mean? It's kind of fucked up still. I just want to say, like, when, when people record death, it's, it's, it's pretty fucked up still. Or mm-hmm. even recording, like, the dead in the cock, in the, in the coffin. That's pretty dead. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're, you're, you're slow as fuck, I, I feel like. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to say that I hope 2021, more life, festivals back up, you know, shout out to Carabana, ah. Soka Fets, ah. conventions like Anime North, ah. and like, we need to come back, because I think people are going, having a lot of depression still, because, like, this whole 2020, like, I've been going to bare funerals, and not funerals in person, like, funerals via uh, Zoom. Zoom, yeah. yeah. Or, um... WhatsApp and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. Like, two weeks ago, like, I lost a friend due to, a, like, a blood clot. I'm wow. like, how do you die from that? You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, that's like a, uh, a sign killer. Yeah, because so, your heart can't pump that. Yeah. 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 I was like, why is it a good person? Because this person wasn't evil. Like, she was smart, educated. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like she had bad, uh, bad intentions. And then a blood clot kills her? Like, come on now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, th- 2020, we have to do better. 2021, mm-hmm. I better have superpowers. <laughs> like you better, you better make the D compound. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. And then, bro, superpowers with a bad attitude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you already have bad attitudes. You want to put superpowers on top of that? I don't give a fuck. No, 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 no. I have, no, no. I have morals though. I have morals though. Okay, so. you have morals, yeah. but you're the first thing that's like as soon as punches get thrown. Your first one, oh, like, of course, I, I mean, of course, everybody knows where that. <laughs> everybody knows where that. That's why me and Gusto, like, you know, I was like, I was your bodyguard. I was. That's true, though. And then when you don't want the bodyguard no more, they just toss me aside. But it is what it is, bro. But COVID taught me a lot of things. Mm. Be more patient. Try new things. See new people. Mm-hmm. Relax. Money is money. Yeah. yeah. It's either you're going to flip it next time or you're going to triple it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it is what it is. Spend time with your family or spend time with your loved ones. Yeah. Respect life. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that that's the good thing that 2020 taught me. So, just slow down. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even all my boys tell me, like, yo, they're like, yeah, I know you're the man that does a lot of shit. Like, the bullets don't stop you for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I could have died. I didn't die. Mm-hmm. But I lost my leg. I didn't lose my leg. Whoa. So, it's a, it's a lesson to, you know, just to, like, you know, slow down just a bit and then re-back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's COVID for me, but, yo, other than COVID, 
when you think about it, you know, like what's going on in the in USA with with Trump. <laughs> that whole thing is a joke. Properly, like he won. He that whole thing is counts. a joke. Yo, he ain't going out until Secret Service like has to bring him on the last day. Yo, I'm telling this right now. Yeah. Yo, this is I am not telling you this right now. <laughs> Trump is going out with Secret Service. Okay. He's not going out just like regular days. He's going out with Secret <laughs> Service. Secret, they might not talk about this. The Secret Service is gonna come in on and yo just break into the Oval Office it's like yo you're <laughs> yeah. done. That's it's time shit. to go. Nah, They're not gonna call him Mr. President anymore. Yeah. They'll be like, yo Trump. Yo, Trump. Get out. Yo, you have to go on. Yeah. Yo, Biden's coming just now. You need to go. Yeah. And then yo, and at the end of the day they send one roots man be like, yo, branch. Time <laughs> <laughs> to go. Yeah. You're near done, man. Fine. But yo. the thing about that whole situation that pissed me off. Before he was president, everybody was fucking with him, wanted to fuck with him. Example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now that he lost, it's all like, yo, oh, F him, da 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 da, this and that third. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, how the hell did you guys just switch up all of a sudden? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like before before COVID, before he was a president, it was like, yo, Trump this, yo, Trump's the man, some people Trump. Now, with no Trump, or Trump is kind of leaving, I don't, I don't deal with Trump. Trump is this, Trump is that. It's just like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it? Yeah, I think what it was was like a lot of people were down with like the business side of yeah, how he does, how yeah, he did things. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. he had that whole celebrity thing. He was yeah. on WWE. Yeah. And he was kind of like that celeb that was like, okay, he I can actually run for presidency. But, yeah. you know, the other thing that I, I look at yeah. is, like, um, America's kind of, I don't know, they're kind of waste. Uh, I'm not even going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. They're kind of yeah. waste because, like, even Kanye West got 60,000 on the vote. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah. He got 60,000 yeah. votes, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. for Kanye West, yeah. for a, a man that was doing the whole MAGA thing yeah. and he had he was like a kind of a Trump supporter and like to do the whole thing of like not or not do the whole thing of yeah. doing rallies and everything else like he was low key running Fuck. low <laughs> key running and got yeah. 60,000 votes that's a lot of votes too you know what i mean that's a lot that's and yeah. i feel like if he was actually putting the effort out yeah he might have actually gave yeah. biden a run for his money Oh, who's wrong? Because no, Kanye West. Yo, Kanye West has sixty thousand votes. Because if you really think about it, that sixty could have weighed the tide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, shout out to Kanye West. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Kanye. Shout out to Kanye. Kanye. Seriously. Shout out to Kanye. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kanye, man. That guy helped Biden. Mister, yo. Yo, being in the, yo, being a slave is a is a state of mind. Being in slavery is a state of mind. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Nah, white people own black people. Yeah. And they said, it, yo, if you try to leave here, they're going to beat you and shoot you and kill you. Mm-hmm. But it's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind. Get the fuck out of here, man. Fuck Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to thank Kanye. Cause nah, because he kind of helped the situation. Because he, he, he kind of helped on it. Oh, so he took... He, he swayed 60,000 votes yeah, away 60, from 000, Trump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you think about it, he swayed 60,000 votes away from Trump. So, Trump shouldn't be really going after Biden. He should be going after Kanye. Yes, and even with yeah. Trump redoing yeah. uh, the counts and paying very many millions, 
He's losing even more. Just take yeah. the L. Yo, uh, like, apparently he's apparently he's taking the L. Apparently. Yeah. But he's still saying, like, okay, one minute he's saying, okay, we have to, you know, open things up for the, you know, the new administration yeah, or whatever. Right. But at the same time, it's fraudulent votes. It's fraudulent counts. We mm-hmm. gotta, you know, we, we gotta go all the way for democracy. Apparently, yeah. one of the judges um, ruled against, like, ruled in, in his favor. So now it's going to the Supreme Court. Yeah, that was the one that he had in his pocket. There were other judges that mm-hmm. were apparently on his whole payroll thing and everything else that ruled against him, mm-hmm. but he found that one. He that, found that one judge yeah. that was on his favor. And yeah. now it's going to the Supreme Court. And he already had somebody, like, he put somebody on the bench to, like, rule in his favor. Yeah. I'm like, that's why I said when people are like, oh, yeah, as soon as, you know, Trump loses, everything's going to be good. I'm like, you, you guys do realize that. 48% of the country still voted for him. Right. So yeah. 48% of the country believes that black people should still be in slavery. Yeah. That they should still own black people. Yeah. And are free to go around and say racist shit. Yeah. yeah. So really, you think that if, if like, oh, no, Trump is out of office, so now it's safe to go to America. No. 48% of the country voted for him. Yeah. It's still not safe to go to America. Like, right. Go to the States. And I'm even saying, I'm like, yo, when, I, when they're having this thing about them Oh yeah, you know, we're now all these racist people will like try, start to change their minds and turn around. I'm like, no, I don't want them to go back in the closet. Yeah, they mm-hmm. all came out. Yeah, you came out. Now you said all your shit. Keep saying your saying shit so we know yeah. who you are. Yeah. So we know that you know how they have the whole thing that is saying that um for religious reasons or whatever reasons you can deny people service. Right. You gotta have black people that own re- own places like. Right. Like, and oh, they have can, all the right why to. Why can I? Why can I be in here? Because you were at a Trump rally, so it's your fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's my right not to serve y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, go, go, go. Oh, I took a screenshot of um, the color coding in the of the map. Mm-hmm. So I knew where I could go and where I couldn't <laughs> go. You know what I mean? Because it was tripping me out. And then mm. when... Cause at the at, at the point in time like I was working and whatever and I heard like okay Trump is holding like so so many votes and then Biden's holding so many votes and in the morning I checked and I was like okay so Trump's gonna win this thing but then it ended up being the next day that Biden actually won it's like yeah. okay cool whatever and then he had the Jamaican Ethiopian Indian whatever <laughs> girl that was like the vice president yeah. like she's mixed with everything <laughs> you know what I mean she too and much blood. you know. It's cool, whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I've been saying this on social media and to people that, like, I usually talk to, and I'm like, yo, if this guy goes into power, what happens now or after the fact? You know what I mean? Because, like, everybody's like, oh, he won, and everybody's celebrating, like, the next Jesus Christ came and won the election. <laughs> like, when I heard that the people were celebrating, people were out on the street, yeah. like, my aunt showed me videos of, like, people yeah. partying in the street that Biden won and everything, and then, like, the, the girl that, that's the vice president, I can't remember her name, but, like, Miller? she's... Miller? Yeah, Miller she's, she's doing the electric slide, and it's like, oh, it's the first time the electric slide yeah. has ever been done in the White House. And it's like, yeah. all right, cool. But the thing is, like, yo... Of color... Yeah, of color, but like, is is Biden really gonna do what he's doing? Because honestly, 
I feel that whole Cardi B thing was for clout. Like, no, bro. Like, he had Cardi B in a, a personal one on one interview oh, online. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in my personal opinion, yeah, I hear you. no, nothing against Cardi B and whatever. Yeah. She has her own politics views course, and everything course, else. Course, okay. But, like, yo, I feel, in my honest opinion, that Cardi, Cardi B was not the one to represent the <laughs> black community on these things. And even when I watched the, the, the whole thing, it was Biden saying, what do you think? And yeah, what yeah. do you, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about this? And this, that, whatever. And Cardi B was sitting there like, oh, I feel that, you know, the U.S. should have free education. Yeah, and yeah. I feel that the cops should be accountable for this, that, whatever. And okay, cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Like, the free education thing, like, even us in Canada, we don't even have free education. Facts. So... I don't feel like that's something that Biden can do, but holding the cops accountable for what they do. Like if I shoot somebody, yeah, I'm going to jail. Course. So if a cop shoots somebody, they shouldn't get a re- um, they shouldn't get um leave of absence yeah, yeah, with yeah. pay. You know what I mean? But I feel that whole interview was a sham because <laughs> he's asking her yeah. what she feels about this, and at no point in that whole interview. Yeah. Did Cardi B turn the tables around and say, okay, so Biden, if we put you in as a black community, what are you going to do for us? How are you going to make the changes for us? What are you going to change in the police yeah. industry that that targets black people as a whole? What are you going to do to change that? that? And none of that happened. It was just a dumb interview I for say like an hour, bro. I would say dumb. I, w- I would say dumb because Cardi B was... Focusing on the hood people. Yeah. From up top, everywhere. She's like, we're talking about everywhere. She's talking about the hood people. Mm-hmm. That was her, her Zoom, her everything. Hood people. So, it's just straight talk. Like, yo, I want this to be done. Because now I'm like, what are you going to do about it? She's like, yo, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm trusting you to deliver this. So, I'm going to give you my 100% all, make you go, and when you are there, I want to see it. It's like um, an undercover deal. Yeah. She wants hood people shit to be, you know, heard because at the end of the day, when you hear about black people getting shot, it's usually in the hood. Yeah. Or usually in a higher store. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They just bust fire. Around the people, and then they oh shoot, wrong house, right? A wrong person, mistaken exactly, identity, exactly. Yeah. So, when I see Cardi be doing that, I'm like, Yeah, she's just talking about the hood because the hood people always get charged first. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, I don't know if it's just a curse, but hood people always get charged first, yeah. So, when I see Cardi do her thing, I'm like, Yo, I caught it. I'm like, All right, I know you're not talking to the 100% black community, you're talking to the ones that are below minimum wage. On the hustle, the grind, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna let you rock, queen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I couldn't knock it for that because it wasn't Beyonce. It wasn't uh, Tony Braxton. It wasn't mm-hmm. Halle Berry. It was fucking Cardi B. You know what I'm saying? Somebody mm-hmm. that, that just came into the game. Mm-hmm. So I gave her more respect. It wasn't Lauren Hill. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it wasn't. Um, Alicia Keys, you know, like, you know, like, it was Cardi B. 
So I give her like a lot of love for that. But you feel like she was the right representative for that dog? If they had, I me personally, I think they should have had two. It's like Cardi B and then like like a Beyonce or someone that's in the youth, like a Laura London. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that to have the both the both parties are black. The ones that are below the minimum wage and then in the hood, the gutter, and then the higher class. You know what I'm saying? Like Atlanta or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they should have had two people from two different sides. Yeah, now that you mentioned Lauren London, I almost feel like mm. I wish Nipsey was ho- like yeah. alive yeah. and he would have been the one to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this interview with Biden yeah. and this is what we as a black community want it's done. R.I.P. Nipsey. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, true, true, true. If Nipsey was he alive... He would have set that straight. Yeah, exactly. he would have set that real straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nipsey would have made it like 100% much better because Nipsey and Jeezy, these guys are like... Yeah. All about the community. T-I-2, yeah. T-I-2, yeah. 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 Okay. Right. See. You know like I even like I was talking to some some people and I was telling them, like yo Ti yeah. could have been the one to be like do that interview with Biden and be like yo look I know you're trying to do this and you're yeah. you're running for the black votes but like if we do this for you we need you to come through for us in a way that is like unprecedented. Yeah. But that's the problem. It's like you know like people like Biden they don't. They want, mm. like, especially with Democrats, they want the white, they want the black vote, mm. but they're not willing to really do anything. And that's how I feel about it. Cause mm. I'm like, yo, everybody's like, did you see the celebrations? Yeah. They were all, like, it looked like the Raptors won again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, you guys need to calm down because yes. if this guy don't deliver, you celebrated for nothing. But, nothing. but here's the thing, they're only celebrating because they don't have Trump in office. Right, that's how that's I feel about it. reason why they celebrate Yeah, the that's exactly it's what I feel like about it. Some of them wanted Biden to win, that's but right. other than others were just like, I just don't want Trump. Right. Right? So, yeah, even though Biden won, it's not like, yo, you really, they're really expecting anything from Biden. Exactly. He's not going to deliver on it. And I almost he feel like they should have kept with the devil that they know. Nah, but I think that if, with, with the Biden situation, I think Biden is going to do like a good two years. Mm-hmm. Knocking on wood, knocking on plaid, knocking on everything. If Cop it doesn't out. knock out, Cop and then, out and, and, and then yeah, you know what I'm saying? Due to health issues, you know what I'm saying? I think that is his, like his end game. I think that's his end game. Mm. So then Kamala becomes the first black female, female president. president. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And she don't even have to do anything because the Biden taps out. Then automatically, automatically yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next in line. Even yeah. with the health conditions, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's her. I think that's just like his, I think that's his end game. I think that's just like checkmate. Yeah, I think, you know what? Say that. That might be his That might game. be, uh, yeah. It might be checkmate and then guess who's the next person that runs? Michelle Obama. Yeah. You think so? Calling it Michelle Obama. Okay. Michelle Obama. Okay. Not Wendy Williams? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> F that. Not F Jada. that. If we cannot Jada. have that Jada? crazy lady no. up in the office. Not no Jada? way. Jada Pickett? No. <laughs> She'd just be talking about... Ah. You, you really want this entanglement in office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, speaking on entanglement, I'm like, bad. how is it that if man do something, yo, she do. Yeah. Or a woman do something, I got caught in an entanglement. Yo, girls always get the scapegoat. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. That's what it is. Like, even in law. Yes, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not fucking matter. Like, Mm. there's a girl, 
on IG Live yesterday. She's getting clapped by our next man, and she's face. She, she's IG Live in her her boyfriend. Mm. He's saying, "I'm so sorry," and the guy in the back is is mugging him like, "Yo, I'm clapping your girl, like in your face, in front of a thousand people, in your life." And then mm. the girl had the nerve to do a live with him and cry and say, "I'm sorry." That guy wasn't real. Mm. And people were telling him to take her back. Nah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, nah, nah, dad, nah. nah. If it was reverse, reverse card, it'd have been like, oh, a guy's ain't shit. They're yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, me. sis, do better. Get you a Brad. Da 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 da. da. It's like, nah. Yeah. Everything. Even that girl. On, I don't think I've seen that. It's on, it's on Six Buzz. Mm-hmm. A girl's going on a date with a man, and then the baby daddy found out, like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, I'm on a date. And he's, like, pleading his case. Like, yo, we have a kid together. He's five years old. And this is mm-hmm. that. And, was, and people are saying, people are not, people, like, people are saying that the guy is wrong for what he did for her because he's on a date with somebody else. What? And the girl's in the right to try, to try something new if her relationship is failing. If it's the failing, leave and then do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? By you doing it while the relationship still and you know in your head the relationship is not going anywhere, you're evil. Yeah. You're evil. Mm-hmm. Like, the man was balling like, yo, we have a five-year-old. I'm ball- like, I, like, I left work early so I could put him to bed and you told me that you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's shady shit. Back to Pancho. Yeah, and then when people say like, yo, yo, she did the best um, she, uh, she's not in the wrong. She's in the right. Like if the man's a lame, I could do whatever. Like you should do what it, well, whatever you want. It's like, bro, if it was the other way around, the guy would have been crucified, mm-hmm. called a scum. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, nah, like own your shit. Yeah, own your shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yo, I'm. I don't know about y'all, but I'm learning a lot from that Netflix <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> series <laughs> i never i never took it in yeah. when i was in like middle like like grade school high school mm-hmm. but like now watching it i'm like yo this is how women run yeah. like this is how women are like yeah. girlfriends exposes Facts. a lot of stuff and it shows from was it like four women on the show like one yeah. yeah four women on the show and it shows like four different point of views from d- four different women like and i was like Watching it, and it shows like there was a girl, and her mom was sent a letter by her high school crush, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything like to say like, "Oh, I want to like do anything with you." He just sent a letter, but she felt a way. The mother felt a way about it. it was like, "Yo, this guy who I had feelings for way back when." Mm-hmm. Sent me a letter, not even called my phone, but like actually wrote a letter to me. And she got all dolled up, you know, dressed with a V cut, mm. chest popped out, and everything else. And the daughter was like, Mom, where are you going? She's like, Oh, I'm down here because I'm here to see a friend. And it's like, Dressed like that? What, what kind of friend do you have? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then the story ends up going through and it shows that, like, the reason why the man actually sent the letter was only because he remembered her and he's dying. 
It wasn't anything to say like, yo, trying to smash, da, da, da. It was like, yo, I'm about to die. We were cool in high school. Let me see you and catch up with you for the last time before I'm gone. And the daughter was like, yo, mom, you can't be doing this. Dad's at home. He don't know that you're down here visiting this dude that supposedly your your high school crush, blah, blah, blah. So then she was going through a lot of drama in her head. Mm -hmm. And her headspace was full of like, yo, what do I do? Because it's my mom. But she's like technically on an affair kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But now the guy's dead. So now she can't have an affair. But now she's crying over the guy. She's crying <laughs> over the guy. Her husband's at home, but she's crying over the guy that's dead because she was ready to, you know, nah, right. You know what I mean? So then now time. she goes and, and meets up with uh, Joan, which is basically the star of the show, which is Diana Ross's daughter. Mm. And it's like, Joan, what do I do in this situation? Because as her daughter, I should, I should go and tell my dad that my mom is stepping out. But then technically it doesn't really matter because the dude is dead, so she can't do anything about it. Joan literally sits in the chair and is like, you need to support your mom. Oh, my God. And your mom... I ain't watching that show. <laughs> your mom's friend died, and she has nobody to talk to about it except for you. So you need to support your mom in this situation. So basically what she's saying is, your mom was about to step out on your dad. Yeah. And even though he's dead, maybe if he was alive, he would have stepped out on her. But because he's dead and she doesn't have anybody else to talk to about it, and you know about it, you need to support her on her decision wow. on wanting to step out on your dad in this situation. And to me, that is bullshit. That is complete bullshit. Because if that was a dude, if that was the father doing that, He'd be crucified. Respond, respond. And then on top of it, you have like a whole court system yeah. that's geared to women. So now it's like, okay, well, you just lost your house. You just lost your car. You just lost your pension that you've been working from yeah. 16 all the way up to retirement mm. for. And everything in between. And it's just like, women are living a double standard. Because yeah, when yeah. you tell them, and like sometimes I watch it and I'll, I'll ask like, friends of mine that are women, I'm like, okay, so, like, what do you guys think about this situation? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, she's supposed to support. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, if that was my father doing yeah. the same thing, and am I supposed to tell my mother? Oh, hell yes! Like, okay, so, so what's standard. the difference? Yeah, it's a double standard, because what's the difference? Yeah. There is no difference. They're both my parents, and if one is going to go meet another person that isn't my parent... I should be able to go and tell you them. You know the reason why it's a double standard because it's like it's women talking to women about women's issues. Yeah, I know. So it's like these women are telling this young girl, support your sister, support your sister, mm -hmm. support your mom. She's the woman in the situation. Mm -hmm. She yeah. has to be protected at all costs. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if it's the man, it's like, no, of course she's supposed to you tell your to. mom about what the man yeah. is doing yeah. because she's your mother. Right. She has a Right she carried know. you for nine months, and yeah. she did this but and that. Men don't have the right to know shit. Right. But if we, if we as men were to tell our sons, of course you're supposed to support your dad. Mm -hmm. It's like if your dad wants to step out, you're supposed to keep your mouth shut. You yeah. Don't say nothing. We all quickly we were like, he, you're horrible for telling him to do something like that to his mm -hmm. son. You know. Mm -hmm. 
It's true. It's 100% true. And it's like, I completely believe in like what Kevin Hart had said in the last, not the recent one, but the one before um, special where like fathers are looked at as the disciplinary figure. Mm -hmm. So when you are a father to a son and you're looked at as the disciplinary figure, the loving figure is obviously the mother. So now if you're, even in that example that you were saying, if you were to tell your your son, like, yo, look, this thing kind of happened. Um, I met this girl, blah, 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 this, that, whatever. Because all of your son's life, you were looked at as, don't do that. Oh, I'm going to tell your father yeah. because you're you're not acting right. Don't let me call your father because that, that's usually what is said. Yeah. If you don't do your homework, I'm going to call your father gonna and your father's going to call talk to you and you're going to do your homework. And if that happens throughout his life, when he gets to 16 or 15, 14, whatever, and you're trying to explain to him why you stepped out on his mom who has been love, 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 love. Oh, come here, hug me, this, that, whatever. I'm going to care for you all the way up. Now he's going to look at you like, bro, you should have never done that. That's mom, <laughs> right? Meanwhile, you're like, holy smokes, my, yeah. my son just turned on me. Yeah. But like, you don't understand because like, if your mom was to do the same thing, you would still be like, that's mom though. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, the culture of it kind of, it gets a little misconstrued, but like, because of shows like Girlfriends and... Moesha yeah. and yeah. the Parkers and that's the rage right now on on Netflix like those are like top 10 yeah and those shows because they're top 10 during this time in COVID and mm -hmm. honestly like in America you got the three holidays back to back that symbolize like I saw I watched a show called um I forget what it's called but like they basically had like a holiday boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. so for every holiday in the year you would hook up and go to each other's parents house yeah. or whatever just for that thing i, I heard, I heard about yeah. That movie, yeah so you know because of that stuff you'll have people that are like all right i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that yeah. but then when you have these people who are like oh well I'm going to have you over for this. I'm going to have you over for that and everything else. It's like, okay, what happens after? Yeah. Right? Like, what happens with an actual relationship? And then when you look a little bit deeper into it, you have women that have a lot of power over these relationships because now... Because they're just sims. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> because... These guys are allowing these girls to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take you home for like Christmas, Flag Day, President, whatever day, and all the rest of the stuff that they have in America. But then if a guy were to do the same thing, it's like, oh, you only want me because of sex, or you want me because of my body, or you want me yeah. to impress you in front of your family or your boys or whatever. Yeah. But if a girl was to do the same thing, 
it's, it's okay. okay. It's a, a yeah. Baby. Yeah. It's okay, baby. And like, there's no strings attached or whatever, ah. but like, there's always a string. There's, always string. there's one fine string, and I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's a mess. It's a complete mess when it comes to uh, the battle of the sexes kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really a big mess. Like I know I work with guys. Like even with my stuff with COVID, uh, coming, you know, full circle around to my whole thing for COVID. Um, my thing for COVID, I didn't stop working. Yeah. On yeah, yeah. like, mm. unfortunately and fortunately, I didn't <laughs> stop working. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You um, didn't get that little you, break. You, yeah. You are the city, bro. Yeah. Like as a carpenter, like. Yeah. I was deemed essential. I cannot wait for the next two years to go back to the board and say, okay, look, we're deemed essential. We need more money because we work through all this stuff and we need something, whether it's back pay for the fact that we did what we did Mm -hmm. to keep these buildings being built, even though they're not essentially essential because (laughs) if people are not going to be in buildings. Yeah, because they're not moving in. Then why are we building the damn thing? Yeah. There's no point in build like the condo that I'm building right now, apparently the rental for the small unit is five grand a month. <laughs> five grand a <laughs> month at Yorkville. Right across the street from like yeah, this is this would be the building that we're in right now. And the Royal Ontario Museum is right across the street where St. Mike's Hospital is right now. Mm-hmm. And like that to me, is insane no, with no. the price that they have. Like, the corner unit, I will say, okay, the corner unit is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. You got, it's like, one... Easy. Depending on the corner unit, you have, like, either two or three bedrooms. Mm. Um, and they have, like, the the raised tub. Like, it's not in inside, okay. and it's, like, a little, like, a bowl and everything yeah, else. Yeah. And it's nice. You know what I mean? But... $5,000 a month for the two-bedroom smaller unit versus the corner unit, which I don't even want to know about. Yeah. Like, nah, it's it's definitely not worth it. And even for me, in two weeks, I'm going on vacation. Mm. Only because I told my boss, look, I don't take days off. I'm here every day. Yeah. I didn't even take my birthday off. And I feel like the Christmas holiday season, it's time for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm flying to Jamaica or not, mm-hmm. it's my time for me. Yeah. I don't want to be going to work and put on a mask again during December time when I could be home, yeah. not driving in the cold or through any snowstorms. Which, unfortunately, in like in Toronto, Canada, I don't know if y'all noticed, but like <laughs> this is weird this year yeah. for Toronto. Like I remember last year when I was still living at Jane and Steele's in the apartment and. November, I think it was November 15th or 16th, the building burnt down. I was live recording the burning of a man in a unit. And I even know that he actually was still there. I thought he got out. And when you re-look at the footage, you see the explosion happen and he falls down and he's cooked. It's over. And I still have that footage today just in case. The family wants to know, like, how long it took for the yeah, yeah. the the police to show up there, EMS to show up there, the fire trucks to show up there, because 
they didn't have a clue of what to do. And I was recording well before all of them showed up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like with, with COVID now, like you got guys that like I work with a guy right now who's um going through a divorce, mm-hmm. which COVID brought a huge increase in yeah. divorce rate. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's going through a divorce right now and he's showing me like stuff like oh you know his wife is trying to take his Corvette from him and his and the the SUV and this that whatever and all the other stuff. But like I can barely work with this guy when they ask me to work with him because he's on his phone like this. And he's swiping right on everything. Literally everything. And like going on Facebook. And this is show this is showing me how crazy people are getting when it comes to like the inability to go onto like to go to a club mm-hmm. to to hang out with friends to do yeah. stuff like i'm seeing the women that this guy is just literally hooking in and all it is is him going on facebook and it's saying friends or people you may know yeah, yeah, and he yeah, just yeah, clicks yeah. on their picture and says hey how you doing Nice to meet you. You might know one of my friends. Facebook suggested me, and I'm just messaging you. How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And they exchange a few words, and it's literally like, so what are you doing this weekend? Can I come over? And I'm like, bro, it's really that easy? And, like, this is a cop. One of them is a cop, okay? Like, Somebody who's supposed to serve and protect and follow the rules of the COVID-19 and everything else. But they're meeting up with a carpenter who shows up at work every day. And smashing. Like, (laughs) full-blown. Like, I've seen the messages, like, talking about how, how, like, hey, you know, I'm a messy girl. And I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like... The bed gets wet when you do whatever. And I'm like, whoa. Like, those kind of talks. Those kind of talks in, in the text. And all it was was a friend's suggestion. You don't even know her. And he's talking to her. Shit. Yeah. The, the whole thing with Bumble and Tinder and everything else. Like, everything is out there. And people are just waiting for somebody to say, hey. And they jump in the bed with the person. Even CTV put out a whole documentary and they were telling people like, yo, you know that you guys are actually holding down 30% of the infections that are happening in Ontario because of your infidelity. There were people like nurses that hired private investigators on their husbands to find out what they were doing while they were at work dealing with sick people. Mm. And it came to the fact that they were actually going out, saying that they need to go to the office at 8 o'clock at night (laughs) to go pick up files. Meanwhile, they're going to a girl's house, smashing a girl, coming home before their wife comes home from work, tired and like possibly worried about catching COVID-19. Right, you know what I mean? So like, There's a lot of this stuff that I'm exposed to while going to work during this whole COVID thing that it's it's like weird to me. And then the the biggest thing that happened was last week, last week, Sunday, they Mm -hmm. put out that whole thing. Ralph Ford was like, okay, 
Brampton's locked down, yeah. Toronto's locked down. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Brampton's locked down, Toronto's locked down. I'm from Ajax. So I'm going to work. I go to work. My partner doesn't show up for work. I'm thinking, okay, he's from Brampton. He's not coming. Mm. He gets up, calls me 5.30. Yo, Mo. I'm like, yeah, what's up? I know you're not coming today, right? He's like, no, I'm actually on my way. Like, what do you mean you're on your way? You're from Brampton. You're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be going anywhere. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm coming in for work. My alarm didn't go off. I'll see you soon. So then I hang on the phone. I'm thinking like, okay, I'm from Ajax. My area is a red zone. He's from Brampton. They're not even a red zone, a gray zone, but they're locked out. Mm-hmm. They're done. Why the hell can both of us meet up in Toronto <laughs> and he's from Brampton and I'm from Ajax? How does that friggin' work? Because then all the people from Brampton can come and mingle with the people from Ajax and then the people from Ajax bring that shit home and now Ajax becomes like Brampton. Yeah. In that's, my honest opinion. And that's why I said when they were having this whole thing, it was like, look, instead of like locking off certain areas... Just lock off all of Ontario. Thank you. Just shut it all down and just say, look. Yeah, just say, look, we're going to shut it down for a month. Right. We we need to give a hard reset. We're shutting everything. Not even, like, uh, random places making food. Like, yo, we're shutting everything down for a month. But this is how we're going to do it. You, They came out and made the announcement and say, yo, in two weeks, we're shutting it all down. Yeah. Like, even essential services, we're shutting it all down for, like, at least a month. So everybody, like, take your time. Don't rush to get nothing, but we're going to get everything we need to do. Get all your essentials, you know, your essential oils, your essential whatever, yeah. your food and whatever, stock mm-hmm. up. I lock down everything across right. the board for a month. Just mm-hmm. shut it all down. Right. Tell everybody, yo, you have to stay in your house. If you leave your house, you're going to get arrested. Right. And that's lock it, that's it. Have, have a, like, like, have cops at the 410 on ramp. <laughs> have cops at, like, Scarborough Town Center. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, have them at certain areas. Because, like, like, even when the whole trick-or-treating trick thing happened and, like, people were, like... Like, I was working at Pickering Town Center for a little bit, finishing off the the extension that they had... Well, the division that they did. And it's just like, okay, people were asking me how come people are in the food court eating and with no masks on. I was like... Well, we're allowed to do that. And then I was like, well, well, why are you asking that? And they're like, oh, well, I'm from Toronto. And in Toronto, you're not allowed to eat inside. But, and I'm like, well, why are you here with your bullshit from Toronto? Because. (laughs) That's the the thing I always kept telling them. I was like, yo, when you're locking down, if you're locking down Toronto, you have. Certain areas on the outskirts, like when you're yeah. like saying, "Oh, yeah, York region is still okay." It's like, right? No, you, you, you guys, like, know people have cars, right? Yeah. You Thank that, you. You know, there's a train that goes into York now. Yeah. So it's like they get off, like get off, and just hop, skip over steels, mm-hmm. and now they're just like, "All right, I'm in York region now." Yeah. Yeah, they're up in that. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And it I told no people, sense. I was like, "Yo, like, how do you know?" Like the people that partook in trick or treating, I was like, "How did you? How do you know that you didn't give candy to a Brampton person? Yeah. Or how do you know that you didn't give pr- candy to somebody who doesn't even live in your area? Yeah. It's real easy. It's a forty-minute drive from wherever 
to Ajax or Oshawa or wherever to just bring your kids there and allow them to walk around and collect the candy and then go home. There's no point in having a lockdown if other people from an area that has or potentially could have COVID-19 can just simply come into that area. And I was like, yo, we have to treat this like how they show it in them damn movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Walking Dead is a perfect example. Like, if you (laughs) are tripping out or something ain't wrong with you, it's like, yo... What do you have? What's wrong with you? Okay, you have that shit. You're going to stay out there because you're about to turn into a zombie or whatever the hell it is, and we don't want it. So we're barricading our stuff. We're up in our jail cell, and you're not coming in. And if you try to come in, you're getting shot. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, we got to treat it like walking dead. If you're from Brampton, they're saying that Brampton's locked down. Don't cross the border over to Durham region. Once you pass Port Union, you're you're done. That's it. You can't go any further. That's it. You're done. But they're allowing it. And Doug Ford is like, because it's a bylaw, you mm. can, you like, even you with the whole thing it. with the fines, it's not going to hold up. Yeah, like that barbecue guy. Yo, that man, yo, that guy is a G among Gs. To go Facebook Live and Instagram Live and be like, yo, guys, come and get your ribs because, like, I'm not closing down. I'll give him that. That's crazy. I'll give him that. Like, he, he's fighting the power. Like, I get that. I yeah. get that. But, bro, there's sometimes you got to be low-key with it. Like, you can't just be all rock 100, yeah. <laughs> like, if he was low-key with it, he would have been still in the school. Remember, mm-hmm. he was still getting takeout. Yeah, yeah. And people were still running for takeout. yeah. Who cares about dying in? It's not like you're dying because of dying in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're still making moves. You gotta line up your takeout. Yes, yep. it may take you longer to get get the food out. I get it, but if you were low-key about it, I'm sorry, excuse me, he would have been good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he broadcast that battle. Yeah. like he was. Yeah, he was low-key about it. I was like, like, like I respect the cause, but then when he was loud about it, I was like. Nah, son, like, <laughs> but it had me thinking, I'm like, yo, hold on. They arrest this guy day two of his uh, capacity, you know what I'm saying? Basically, yeah, right? yeah, he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, and then they shut him down. The health, the health force came out, gave him a red, a red card. That means they're, they're done. Mm-hmm. And then after that, two hours later, his GoFundMe is at 70K. Mm-hmm. Um, we have these followers and people are protesting, people trying to help him out. But I'm hearing from the dark web, aka the black web, mm-hmm. he never had a business license to begin with. <laughs> so that's why he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. So I'm just like, hold on now. This man didn't have a business license. I know if it was a black person, it'd have been shut down a long time ago. Yeah. The black brother got hit with handcuffs from day one. Not day two. Mm-hmm. I, okay, did any of you guys see the, the video in the, where he was being arrested and the black guy in the corner that was getting arrested hard? Yeah, he's sleeping on that. Yo, yeah. I'm like, hold on. Did nobody see that? Like, I'm watching this video and it's yeah. like, yo, man's getting hauled up, yep. kicked under his legs, yep. dropped to the ground and arrested while my yep. man just has cuffs on him and he's being walked down the street. And they're yeah. fully videotaped this whole thing. Yeah. Yep. 
And then they cut to him, and nobody mentions anything nothing, about the black no, guy getting nothing, like called. Nothing. Not my issue. Uh, that's why I called on him. Man. You know, like, and literally, I think it was like two or five hours. Because mm. both filming was set. The set goal was ten k, or ten and a half. How do you get seventy k in less than twenty four hours? I don't get it. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, his bail was 50K because of the fucking lawyer didn't know what to do with it. So I get it. What what he got charged for is minor. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to jail for that shit. A misdemeanor and all that stuff. Stayed open while it's You know what I'm saying? Like, did the kids go overboard? Yes. Yeah. They freaking went to the guy's business at uh, like 6 o'clock or four yeah. four 4.30 in the morning to yeah. change the locks on the thing. Yeah. But I give him ingenuity of busting the drywall. I give him that, though. Like, that's that, that's some G shit. Like, some, like double baggy <laughs> type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, you charged up and kicked in his uh, the fucking drywall. Like, I give him that. Mm-hmm. He's an Avenger. I get it. Small businesses are dying. Mm-hmm. Me, personally alone, as a small business person, like, I get it. But sometimes you gotta be low key with it. Like mm. that's that's my main issue with the man. Like he's been low key, he's been alright. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I feel like he 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 almost wants to be like a a Batman to the whole yeah. situation that's going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just be like, yo, like I'm doing this and I don't really care what the repercussions are. Yeah, he's being brazen. And, yeah. yeah. Being brazen. And especially because he knew that, you know, when they're coming after him it's like during the daytime. Right. They don't want to be. They don't want to be seen like doing something super jerry, like broad yeah. daylight. Yeah. So the cops are being like real, like nice with him. He's like, okay, you know, it's very. You know, we're gonna have to shut the place down or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be back tomorrow. Yeah. Yo, and then and then I even saw a video like after he got arrested and they were basically the cops like brought him inside, arrested him, and then walked him out, and they basically locked the place up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His workers broke in. Yeah. yeah. And just frying up briskets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like say, yo, you, the, it's not about this one guy. It's about the, all of us. Yo. Yo, we're in here smoking meat, man. Smoking yeah. brisket right now. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's like a whole, like, Saw chapter 1 to, like, 12. You know what I mean? Because, like, you watch Saw the movie and it's like, okay, you know that whoever is behind the whole Jigsaw thing, the old man, okay, once he's dead, it's over. No, it's not. Because the girl that was his apprentice, she's carrying it on. And then when the girl's gone, then there's another person that's carrying it on. So, like, for his whole business, it almost feels like they're all for the cause. Yeah. Like, those are down employees. Like, every one of his employees are like, yo, we are here with you. Whatever you want to do is what we're going to do. Yeah, and he's probably making sure they all get paid. Yeah. That's luck. Yeah. Because if people, if mines weren't getting paid, mines wouldn't be like, no, they wouldn't be. No, no, they wouldn't. A minute of paycheck, like a minute of check bounce, yo, (laughs) you do it. Especially if you have black people, yo, check bounce, they're like, yo, yeah, for you right now, yeah, yo, I'll tell you you a story. So, I worked on a boat cruises, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I had this one boss who I worked with him, and then, um, I went away to Vancouver to perform with Eva Avalar. She was um, one of the girls at One Canadian Idol. Mm-hmm. I went there to perform with Eva Avalar. I cashed my check, went to Vancouver, did the performance, did the show, whatever. Came back, 
two days after I came back, I got a message saying that, hey, check bounce. <laughs> I owe no. I owe this place X amount of money. I'm like, what do you mean? Check bounce. Like, how how yeah. check bounce? Yeah. Boss paid me. So I went out to my I'm like, yo, what's going on? He realized that all of our check bounced and we just kind of disappeared. Like, mm. Not saying nothing, kind of dis- dis- disappeared. I hate shitty shit like that, man. So here's what happened. So I work, So like I said, I work on Boku, right? Mm-hmm. I work with a guy named Omar. <laughs> now, Omar, now, uh, again, my name is Omar. Yeah. So I work with a guy named Omar. Mm-hmm. Omar is friends with Italian mobsters. <laughs> so Omar is like, yo, what happened with, you know, this guy? I don't want to say his name. But it's like, just in case he's listening. Like, what happened to so-and-so? I'm like, oh, yo, this is what happened. The man did X, Y, Z and bounced the check. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm I'm stuck in a hole. He's like, oh, okay, all right. Because what happened was when I, when I had the bounce check, I went to Omar and borrowed money. Mm-hmm. And then I used the money from Omar to go pay off my debt. Mm-hmm. But now I owe Omar money. Right. So Omar was like, he just came and was like, yo, why do you... Why do you need this money? After he gave it to me, he asked me, why do you need, why did you need that? Tom bounced a check. And that's when I was like, sorry, I said the name. Oops. But uh, this man bounced a check and that's why I don't know why I had to do this. He's like, okay, so you don't owe him money. He owes, he owes him money. <laughs> like, I guess so. He's like, all right, don't worry about yeah. it. I'm not coming after you about this. Don't worry about it. So imagine, dip, like he just dip set on me. He, mm-hmm. I still work with him, but he just dipped on me. He didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Then about like two weeks later, he comes to me and says, "Yo, you don't have to worry about that. Everything's covered up." I'm like, "What?" It's like everything's clear. I'm like, "He gave you the money." Yeah, he gave me the money in interest. I'm like, ah. "Okay." Yo. Case closed. Yeah. Case exactly. Closed. And that's what I say. Like, we all get in like situations, especially like for that matter. If he wasn't paying those guys. They would, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. But once the money dries up, yeah. you know, they're all going to walk away. Of course. Yeah. Once the money dries up, they're all going to walk away. Like, we look at, you know, the industry we're, we're, we work in right now. The money work out, the, you know, the money dries up. Are you going to, are you going to just like, hey, boss, I'll see you tomorrow. Nah. I'm out. Yeah. No, nah, not with a tradesman. Yeah. It, you know, with trades, especially, like. Because even with culinary, it's part of it's considered yeah. a yep, trade, it is. trade skill. Yep. So it's like for any of us who work in trade, as soon as they bounce a check or they're like, "Yo, a situation happened and we can't pay you this week," man's like, "Yo, you pay huh. or I walk." You walk, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Because we're like, "Yo, you either give me my money." It's one, one, one or the other. Give me my money that you owe me, or I'm walking. Yep. Or you don't have. Oh, the situation is we don't have. Okay, bye. Yep. When you have it, send it to my house. Yeah, and then after that, after that situation, it's like, okay, so you're going to come back, and you're going to go back and say, nah, nah, pay me first. Mm-hmm. You want me to work two weeks? You pay me two weeks. Yeah. And then I'll do the work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because once you get, yo, once you get burnt once, you're like, nah, I'm not going to Yeah, you don't trust. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now you're after it. Mm. But that's the thing about... He's saying it like that's the thing about our community, man. Like we wanna when we wanna network with each other, but once we do we get jealous from each other. Man. Like it's hard, man. Like it's hard. 
the whole networking thing. The whole networking thing, especially when it comes to black people and brown people and like people, just people of color. When it comes to networking, automatically networking has to be white people. Mm. When we network with our with one another, the problem the problem I feel with our community is that there's too many of us who are like get jealous. Mm-hmm. If somebody like if we're coming up, and then s- this person gets a little bit more shine than me, yeah. I'm wanting to cut them down. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, okay, they got some shine, let me keep working with that person because the more shine they get, even though I don't get that shine, I'm still making money. I'm still mm-hmm. making bank going all the way up. But because mm-hmm. I'm not rising on the same level as you, I'm going to be an ass. See, I feel like that's not even a whole black community thing. That's a Toronto thing. Yeah. Do you think so? I do. I do. Cause like I I know guy like I went to Boston for music, and I I know guys that would do like um, I went to a concert and I thought I had to pay, one hundred percent thought I had to pay, and it was a free concert to whoever who whoever wanted to go, and these guys are like Boston Grammy or whatever a Boston Award Music Awards yeah. nominated people and they've won before. And they went in, they were in a park. We pulled up to the park, can hear the music. We pull up, there's bare seats. You sit down. And the most that they're going to ask you to do is if you like the songs or whatever, we got albums in the back. We even have vinyl in the back. Pay for the vinyl, pay for the album. We'll sign it. And that's it. And you know what I mean? And like, there were, even though it was a free thing. There were a lot of people that were like, all right, well, because of the fact that I didn't have to pay, I'm going to bless you guys by buying the album, buying the vinyl or the T-shirts or whatever. And like even for me as like a Canadian being there, I was like, yo, this is nuts. This is not something that I'm used to as a musician. And the music there was dope. The, The lyricism was great. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of these albums. Yeah. And I bought one. And when they saw that I bought one, they were appreciative that I bought it. And the whole the whole band signed the album. The whole band. And they were like, yo, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Canada. I'm not here. Like, I don't live down here. And, you know, it got to a point where they're like, man, like, we really respect what you did. You came out here from Canada on a Greyhound. And, you know, you came to, you didn't even know that we're having a concert, but you came to hear us. And not only that, you bought an album from us. So then the the respect level came back. So they were like, yo, next year we're doing a world tour and we're coming to Toronto. Is that where you live in Canada? And I was like, yeah, that is where I'm from. So he's like, okay, so you obviously know the good spots to eat, the good places yeah. to go, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We don't know none of that. So can we contact you to show us around Toronto? And I was like, yeah, no mm-hmm. problem. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a problem for me. But do that here in Toronto, yeah. it's not going to happen. No. Like, I had personal experience with, like, and TJ knows this, yeah. like, um, there's a very big soca DJ in Toronto and I was supposed to, or not really supposed to, but what could have been their amateur night 
at their um I forget what the club is called, but we went and we were there and it TJ was like, yo, these guys are trash. Like, if you came up there with your saxophone playing the soca tracks that you know how to play right now, it would set this place off in comparison to some of these guys that, like, are running out of breath singing, not really, you know, doing the song properly or whatever. And I was like, bro, like, I messaged this guy countless number of times. And I told him, like, yo. I'm doing what I'm doing right here in Toronto. You don't even have to pay me. I'll come and I'll do it for free. And not only did he disrespect me by not responding, he went and hired a violinist from wherever to come and play the soca tracks at his event. And everybody was like, yo, I swear you messed And I'm like, I know I did. And they're like, so... Why would they bring a violinist over a saxophone player? I was like, I don't know. And the most that I can say is maybe he didn't get my message. But I know he got my message. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where either he feels threatened by my ability or feels like whatever might happen in that certain time might blow me up. But, like, I got my own shine for certain things like that I've done already previously before but Mm. I feel like 100% that the whole pulling down in the black community is definitely a Toronto community thing because even in Philadelphia when I went to Philadelphia and I'm walking not doing anything but walking around with my son and this guy comes up to me and he's like, yo, I really appreciate what you're doing. And I looked at him and I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're holding your son right now, yeah. walking around with him. And he's like, you're heading to the, to the grocery store? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm about to get some baby formula for him because we ran out and I'm not from around here. So I want to make sure that he's, he's okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there are not enough young black men out there that are like you. Usually, it's a young black woman that's about to go to the grocery store and do what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. But to see a young black man do that, he's like, yo, I appreciate you. And I hope that you shine your light and be an example onto other young black men. Yeah. When you do that in Toronto, nobody's going to stop out of their way and come and act like acknowledge you for doing what you're doing with your son. You're a wasteman. You're a, right. <laughs> or they're going to be like, oh, okay, so this, like, the, the the stereotype that I've seen when it comes to this is like, okay, he's only doing it because, like, he has to pay child support. Yeah. Or he's only doing it because, like, his baby mom told him that he has to do it. Mm-hmm. Or his baby mom's probably out partying or whatever. It's not, there's never that whole thing with the black community where it, in Toronto where it's like, He's doing that because he's a father mm-hmm. and either his fiance or his wife or his girlfriend is at home and she's tired and he decided that, you know what, I'm going to take my son out. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to get what I need to get for my son or my daughter and I'm going to bring them home. Mm-hmm. Right. It's always that you're not good enough kind of thing. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen in America, but 
based on what I experienced here in Canada, it's real rough down here mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Whether it's being a father or trying to make it in the music industry and it's mm-hmm. on its own. Yeah. Even even with this podcast in, in itself, people are, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been through like the whole, yo, I'm doing a podcast, come out, do this, that, whatever, support the thing. Um, we talk about, you know, real issues and this, that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, cool. And nobody subscribes, nobody, you know, follows, whatever it is. And nobody really supports. Yeah. But yeah. then once, if this pro, if this podcast gets mentioned by Charlemagne the God, all of a sudden it's like, yo, I know that guy. Yeah. And I know this guy. And I know this guy. Yo, yo, let me get on that now. Let me get, I want to be a part of this. I want to do this. And it's only because now instead of being in a crab's bucket situation, they become like a leech. Yeah. To gain the profit off of what all that hard work was that was done in the beginning. Yeah. To say, oh, this person recognizes you, so I need some of that shine too. Right. And then if you tell them, yo, you weren't here in the beginning, so you're not going to be here now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, so that's how it is. And that's how you complain about yeah, it. Yeah, and they want yeah, to do this and they want to do that. And it's it's a mess. The culture in Toronto is... it's. It's really, really bad. And it's funny because, like, when I was in Boston, I was telling them that how it is down here. They were saying almost the same thing in Boston where they're like, yo, it's 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 bad down here as well. Yeah, because I think, it, like, I understand what you're being from, like, a Toronto thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel, like, I feel like, you know, you feel like it's a Toronto thing because it's, like, it's the environment you're in. Yes, it's what yes, you see. Yes. So you feel like, yo, it's a, it's a black people in Toronto or a manda in Toronto. But it's a, like, I feel like it's kind of a black people thing. Mm-hmm. Reason being is because, like, if you look at any any area, if you look at Brampton, if you look at Pickering, if you look at, you know, Bond, if you look at, you know, going to the States, like, um, like, all the different boroughs in New York, everybody says, yo, this is, you know, this is this area thing or that area. Yeah. Thing. But it's just black people because we have this tendency, like, we want people, we are like, we want our people to succeed. But we want our people to succeed under what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because if I succeed, that's good for me. Yeah. But if you succeed, that doesn't benefit me. Me. Yeah. Right? So they see somebody get their shine and they're getting well. And it's like, yo, yo. I'm, I'm, I want to rise up too. And you're Mm -hmm. not bringing me, like, why aren't you bringing me up with you? Yeah. It's like, all right, you know what? Cut you down. Yeah. Bring you down to size. Yeah. And the problem is is that we as a people don't just come together and it's like, okay, this person's shining. You know, if they're making money, if I did this, you know, collaboration with them and they're they just bump up, mm-hmm. right? My collaboration still brings me money mm-hmm. because they're coming to me, paying me to do XYZ with them. Yeah. And even though they're making their money, they're they're turning around selling that and making like ten thousand or twenty thousand. You know, I made five thousand off this. Mm-hmm. Right? So now when the next turnaround comes around, I can negotiate with them. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I you paid me five, you made twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you own you made fifteen thousand dollar profit off of this. Mm-hmm. And it's already doing well. So you know when you come up with your next set, you know you're not gonna make fifteen. You're gonna make like fifty. So it's like, okay, you know what? Give me 15 
So you made a fifteen mil, fifteen thousand dollar profit. Give me fifteen on this next one. Yeah. And you're turning around and making fifty thousand. Yeah. And you can negotiate. You can still negotiate with them and say, "Yo, your next, your next thing, you're gonna make X." Mm-hmm. So you know what? We're not gonna be greedy. We want thirty. We're not gonna go. Yep. Like, we're not gonna double up. We're just like, "Yo, we want thirty thousand, and then we'll do this for you." But we're gonna go even more because now you're paying us more. Mm-hmm. So we can put more, you know, better into the product. Yeah. So that what you're flipping around and turning and saying, "Yo, we have this now." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Yo, that's even better than the first gen that you yeah. came out." Yo, I'm gonna pay you, you know, a million. But even though they're making that million, you're only making your thirty thousand. You know that's a steady thirty thousand. Yeah. You know that you're every time you flip over, you're gonna get more. And yeah. now because you collabed with them, other people are gonna collab with you. Yeah. So these X, these companies might be making say thirty million. You're still you're still banking on your like your ten million every year. Mm-hmm. You're you're a company that's coming up. Yeah. And you're getting yo, you're worth ten million. It's like yo, you can still sit back and say, yo, these guys are making a hundred million, but I got my ten. Mm-hmm. I'm nice. But the problem with us is that, yo, you're making a hundred million? Nah, I should be making a hundred million too. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem. There is no slow come up process. I like in the construction industry, I don't know what the stereotype is for like the culinary industry, but in the construction industry, it's Portuguese and Italian. That's it. And when the Portuguese and Italians do their thing, they do their thing well. Like, I'm talking buying a complex, like putting together $5 million to buy like 20 acres of land, putting a strip mall on there, and getting rent from everybody. Then on top of that, saying, okay, we're getting rent from all these people. We want to park here. And then we want a school here. So now there's going to be houses that get built up around the area. So now the land that you own goes up. So then the area is able to get more business. So now the rent that they're getting from that strip mall goes up. And then the park and the school and everybody gets fed. But meanwhile, the people that started... By buying a $5 million piece of land mm-hmm. and building on top of it, they're all there like, yo, we're in this together. We're going to take this together. And then they get they start their construction company and they, they spread off and they do whatever it is that they're doing. And I remember back when like I was trying to get into the construction industry with my dad and my dad was like, yo, it's full of Portuguese and Italians. And he's based off of the, the whole, you know... 60s 70s mentality where like racism was still like very much rampant and even worse than it is now yeah and i'm like yo dad so let me come and work with you you know the trade you teach me he's like i would and i don't mind teaching you but if a black man hired it gets hired in the in the construction industry that's already like a negative mm. and then for you to come in as my son into the construction industry and you're my partner so now i'm teaching you so now if i'm considered better than one of the italian or portuguese people they're gonna they're gonna see me as a threat and then if you come in and i'm teaching you you're gonna be either on par with me or better than me in the future Mm -hmm. so now that portuguese or italian person is gonna look at me as a double threat because their son 
who is coming into the industry because they're working with their son. They're not better than my father. So then they can't teach their son better than me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm better than their son, and their son is supposed to be on top and maybe even start his own business, and I'm supposed to work for him. But if I'm better than their son, I'm going to start my own business, and their son's going to end up working for me. They can't have that. And they can't <laughs> have that. That's an issue for them. And I find it to be, like, the dumbest thing in the world because I used to I used to argue with my father about it all the time. I'm like, yo, you know this stuff inside out. And you, you always tell me stories about how all these other people don't know how to build stairs that, you know, go around in a circle and, you know, do this and that, whatever. Every time it comes to stairs in, like, the Cineplex that he built or even the Rogers Center that he built and all this other stuff, you're always the one that does it. Nobody else can do it. So if you teach me how to do this stuff, I'm better than 80% of them. Yep. But because of his mindset from way back when, I have yet to be taught by my father, even now. (laughs) That's the whole thing. Yo, yo, people need to get out of the whole nepotism thing. It's like, look, forget it. He's your kid. You're going to retire. Yeah. If you have this knowledge... On. Even if you don't do it on a job, like yo, take the pride off the job. Mm-hmm. Like yo, this is how I do this. Yeah, this yeah. is how I do that. Yeah, Th- there's multiple ways of doing it mm-hmm. without doing like without flaunting it in front of people. Yeah, yeah. And you could just say, yo, we're gonna have a little construction of, uh, you know, we're gonna build a shed, mm-hmm. and we're gonna build a shed with this like a little step ladder that goes up this way and turns. Mm-hmm. Like this is so. This is how you build the stairs how you, you know, weld this and do that. So it gives you all the knowledge that you need to have. And then it didn't do anything in front of people. Yeah. So then when they say, yo, I retire, or before he retires, you're working alongside him. And they're like, yo, the way exactly the same way that this was done is exactly the same way this is done. It's like, yo, yeah. you you basically can do everything that your father can do. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're basically a mini-me. Yeah. Okay, now this is a mini-me, yo, um, as of this day, I'm retired. Yeah, yeah, Come you know on. what I mean? And, and it's it's over, and then you're able to progress the generation in a way where it's like, okay, well, my dad was a carpenter, my grandfather was a carpenter, my great-grandfather was a carpenter, and it continues in that way, where I see these Portuguese and Italians say, like, my, grand, my great-grandfather was a carpenter, and then my dad... Or my grandfather started this business, and then my dad took over the business. So now, eventually, I'm the one that's gonna take over the business. And we don't have that for whatever dumb reason it is in the black community. Yeah. Because when I see some of the work that some black people do, men and female do in the jobs that they have, it's like, yo, why are you not? the head of this thing or running your own thing, mm-hmm. doing your own thing because you have this mm-hmm. and you're better at this than a lot of other people. And if you were to branch out and do your own thing, you won't, you'd be set your own hours, you'd be hiring and firing people yeah. and you wouldn't have to worry about anything because even when those that you hired 
are not able to do what you expect them to do, it wouldn't really matter because you're yeah. able to do it on your own. Yeah. And there's a lot of... There's one contractor that I know right now who's impressed the hell out of me, and I'm very, very proud of Kyle right now for what he's doing. And I even told him, if you need a drywaller, you call me, mm-hmm. and I will come and progress your business by working for you and doing the best that I have in your business because the work that he does is very, very good. And it shows that if you put the work into something that you're able to um, shine that light on the black community to show like, look, I'm a black person. The construction industry is run by Portuguese and Italian. And I'm doing this thing as a contractor, renovating bathrooms, renovating washrooms, renovating um, living rooms, basements, this, that, whatever. You know what I mean? And um, there's a lot of other things, like even with you guys, like TJ's always doing the 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 pop up shops mm-hmm. all the time, and I see people like raving over it, posting it on Instagram, this, that, whatever, and you know, even the stories that he's told me before about like, oh, well, I did this and I created this recipe and I created that mm-hmm. and they took it and I didn't even get a credit for it. Like, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you do something for somebody, that person should give you the credit where it's due. Yeah. But for whatever reason in this community that we have, um, kind of a love-hate thing because like we love each other but then we don't want each other to get too high Mm -hmm. otherwise we look bad or whatever it is that's in their head Mm -hmm. and it got to a point where even with the whole black lives matter thing i just stopped doing the whole like you you guys ever walk in like a mall or even on the street and you see another black person and then they, they look at you and you look at the person, and then, like, you give the head nod or whatever. Yeah. But, like, when you first locked eyes, it almost looked like they were upset that you were walking on the yeah. street beside <laughs> them. And I was like, yo, I got tired of it. So, like, now I don't do the head nod. I don't do the the whole, like, looking and locking eyes thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, fam, good? How's your day? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't do the just, like, walk by and head on and stuff like kind I look at like other like other communities and they do the whole like oh hey paisan da 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 and they hug each other and they they kiss each other on the cheek and this that whatever and it's like how are the kids how are the family da, da, da. and I'm like why aren't we like that yeah. why can't we be like that so to me now like even even if I'm driving and I see another black person in their car and they lock eyes. I'm like, yo, what's up? And they look at me like, okay, like, I don't even know this person. Mm. But then, like, other people be like, yo, I'm good, man. Like, how you doing? How you doing over there? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, yo, I like your car. It's like, yeah, you know, da, da, da. And, like, you try to make that person feel good for what it is that they have. Yeah. Or just say hi and get this whole thing of like, yo, this guy's like 
a black guy. Like, I don't know if he's in a gang or if he's, yeah. you know, if he's this or if he feels like he's better than me kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like, yo, yeah. like, we, we're a part of the same community. We're brothers or you're my sister. I'm not trying to holler at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to say, like, yo, how are you doing? Are you on your way to work? If you're on your way to work, God bless you because it's hard for black people to get a job out here. And you continue with your day. And I feel like a lot of us need to do that. There's a lot of black people out there that just need someone to say, like, hi, how are you doing? What's up? And not just the whole looking at each other. And then if you feel like giving the head nod, you give the head nod and then you move on. Like, to me, I feel like that that whole thing, it doesn't work no more. And there's a lot of people out there that are, like, going through whatever they're going through. And just simply saying, like, what's up, hi, or whatever, just makes them change their attitude towards, like, I'm going to work, and I'm going to fuck shit up in comparison to, I'm going to work, and I'm going to do my damn best today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's it's something that I decided that I was going to do after the whole Black Lives Matter movement. That was happening, and I don't know. I haven't been shot over it yet, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> what do you guys think about the whole Black Lives Matter movement that's happening? Honestly, uh, I disagree, man. You think anything is going to change? No, because I can't really rally between Black Lives Matter and the side behind it because at the end of the day, we kill each other, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Okay, here's hold on, hold on. Hey. I'm just, I'm saying, hold on. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the whole politics about like, oh yeah, black people kill each other. Let's let's be frank about this first. Mm-hmm. It's not that black people kill each other. It's that people kill whatever they're closest around. So if you have a community that's pure white people, who are most white people gonna kill? Mm-hmm. White mm-hmm. people. If your community's full of all Latinos. What are the chances of people are going to kill? Latinos. Okay. Your area is completely black. What are the chances of that you're going to kill? Yeah. Another black person. So when they say like, oh yeah, black, like black on black crime. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of white on white crime. There's a whole lot of Latino on Latino crime. But they always focus on us. Mm-hmm. But not but not explaining the, the, well, the demographics are if black, like, you know, the, the, the black murders that you're talking about are, hey, you know, my next door neighbor is black. People who live around me, the four pillars around me, are all black. Chances are I'm going to kill a black person. Mm-hmm. So I, I get you when you're saying that, you know, black on black crime. Mm-hmm. But it's like, let's let's be real about what, what black on black crime is. I get your point. Yeah, like, if you're really thinking about it with the police and shit, mm-hmm. police are mostly killing black people, right? Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to serve and protect us. That's their job. Mm-hmm. I get that. Like, a guy could be, a white guy could be just going to his, his pocket. It's, it's whatever, you know, I'm calm. It's the black guy just scared, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I get I get why they're rallying for it, but at the same time, too, it's like, what about us against us? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah, I hear you. Um, I've said this before, and I got blasted over it. So this is going on the internet, so I'm going to get blasted for it again. So, okay. I'm going to speak my mind. It is what it is. But um, I feel that um, as a black community, we need to stop calling each other niggers. 100%. There are people who... um, say that it's not the main issue or that's not the reason why and everything else. Mm-hmm. But um, going back into, um, I guess, the white man versus the pilgrims thing or even if you want to like fairy tale it up, Pocahontas from um, the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. The Indians were there. And these white men were there, and the Indians were called savages, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the the white people were called savages, right? So, you know, they they had their own name for each other, and if you look at the the movie, they never called each other what the white people had called them. Mm-hmm. They never decided, and I, I've heard this before, where it's like, okay, well, we only call each other nigger because they used to call us nigger, and we decided to turn it into a positive, and it's like, yo, you're my nigger, this, that, whatever. But to me, it's like, okay, we got branded this way mm-hmm. by this word. Forget the word. Don't use the word at all. But because of the hip-hop industry, and I guess it seems to be a word that's easily rhymed with a lot of other shit out there, they use it. And I work with a guy recently. He just became my new partner, and he came to me, and he's like, yo, Mo, what's up? I'm like, nothing. He's like, man, it's real quiet up here. I said, okay, cool. Uh, what do you want to do about it? And he's like, well, I got a radio. Um, I can hook up my phone to it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what do you listen to? And I'm like, honestly, man, I'm that weird guy. Mm-hmm. I listen to classical music. I listen to jazz music. Um, you know, and then I have my soca, R&B, hip-hop, and whatever, reggae. And he's like, oh, okay, so you listen to hip-hop? I'm like, yeah, sometimes, whatever. He's like, all right, cool. This is a, a white Portuguese guy. Running like Fat Joe, Ludacris, 50 Cent, G-Unit stuff. And it's all explicit content. So I'm listening to the songs and I'm like, yo, I remember this song from way back in the day. And And he's singing the words. But then when it comes to the parts where the rapper says the word nigger in it, he doesn't say it. Now... I'm like, okay, you know every single word you of know, this song. You know he's saying it. And so when I'm around. not around, exactly. When I'm not around, he's saying it, right? And I'm like, man, 
Like, I had to tell him, I was like, man, like, yo, can we listen to something else? Because in my mind, I'm hearing him say it. And it's pissing me off. Because I'm like, you cannot say the whole thing and not say the final word in that verse. It doesn't make sense. You're not going to do that. If this is the kind of music that you listen to, you're going to go ahead and say it. And to me, it's like, yo, this is a disrespect thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to fight you or have an argument with you or decide that I'm going to get pissed off and go home or whatever. So to me, it's like, stop running that that stuff. And he was like, all right, so what do you want to listen to? I'm like, yo, if you're down to listen to some, like, R&B, jazz music, whatever, go ahead, run it. If you want, play your, your Boom 97 or your, mm-hmm. your, 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 your rock and roll stuff. Like, I don't care. Play your stuff. That's fine. And we ended up agreeing, and he ended up playing, like, Boom 97 or whatever it was. And we went through our day. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, yo, if we can get, because they already look at us like, Niggers, whatever that word meant to them or whatever it means it right now means or whatever, um, they look at us like that. So if we're going to call each other niggers, then it's almost like we're telling them that they're right for calling us mm-hmm. niggers. And then us as niggers is always going to be in their mind and it's never going to be something that is erased from a generation because... It's continuing now. Like, we have young people our age that are still calling us niggers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, this is some shit that happened from 50, like, 100 years ago. Like, what the, what the hell is going on here? And then you have the same thing with the ladies. Yeah. Right? Banging the Stallion and Cardi B, whatever. They're doing their thing. But... A girl can call another girl a bitch, but a guy can call a girl a bitch? What? Why? What? How, how, is, how does that make any sense where you're calling your best friend a bitch? Yeah. And it's like, that's your best friend. It's like, yeah, but it's not like that. And it's like, well, how is it? Because the dictionary word is you just called your friend. A female dog. Right. And she's not a female dog. That's your best friend. So why are you calling her a female dog? And it's like everybody's like, yo, you take this stuff too serious. You're, 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 you're this, that, whatever. But to me, it's like if you stop doing that and you take a stand to that, then us as men are not going to deem that as appropriate to call you as well. Yeah. Just like if we stop doing the whole nigger thing, these white people are going to deem it as not appropriate to say. And maybe even the damn rap community might stop saying the stupid-ass word as well. But if we continue, then it's never going to stop. You'll never catch a white person calling another white person a cracker. I'm sorry. But here's the thing with the whole term of calling somebody a cracker. It's like, for white people, it doesn't really hurt them as much. Right. There is no venom that really goes to work calling a female a white person crap. Yeah, it's true. But it's, it's like true. it's just like when a white person said you nigger, mm-hmm. it's just the way that it's said is just like Yeah. Okay, it's venom. Yeah. It hurts. 
it hurts your spirit, even though you're, even though you might want to play it off like it doesn't bother you. It still mm-hmm. hurts. Yeah, it's true. It is true. And then we want to justify by saying, "Well, we're not saying nigger. We're saying nigger. Nigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. All that shit. I can't. I can't take it. Mm-hmm. And I get at a lot of my friends. And I'm like, they're like, "Yo, you're my nigger." <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm like, "Yo, don't call me that. I'm not. I'm not that." And yeah. they're like, bro, like you're, you're you're too you're too hardcore. And it's funny because like beforehand I was like, yo, I I heard what you were saying and I was just like, but dog, it's not that serious. It's not really that hard. And then I get where you I mm-hmm. like he, really hear what you're saying and like, okay, that makes sense. Like it's one thing to say like, okay, I'm taking away the power from the word, but if you keep saying the word, you're now justifying it so other people to say the word. Yeah. Because white people are saying it, and they're like, yo, you're my nigga. And it's like, we're cool. We're we're friends, but we're not that. Like, yeah. I'm not that to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't misconstrue the actual meaning of the word. Yeah, because, like, even for black people, there's a difference. When we say it, right, mm-hmm. there's a difference between saying, yo, you're my homeboy. Right. You're my friend. You're mm-hmm. my boy. Mm-hmm. And when you say, yo, you my nigga, it's like, yo, whatever goes down, I'm a dad. Yeah. yeah. What? Right. So like somebody else is like, "Yo, you my nigga." No, we ain't. We ain't there. Ah, no. We're not there. No. It's like we're we're cool. Mm-hmm. But we're not like I. You know, I take a bullet for you. Right. We. Ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized as soon as I said that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's like I'm not saying I would do this for you, but we're cool. Mm-hmm. We're all right. And it's like for us, like. That's how we look at it. So it's like just for a random white person who's like, "Yo, you my nigga." It's like, no, no, yeah, I don't, I don't know you like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think what you know, there's one song that came out in the early, I think it was 2014, 15, that came out that just made every like, especially all white people, just like lose their minds to this song because of this song. You know, the song, niggas in Paris. Wow. <laughs> wow. And the, the only reason why I say this is because I was at a concert, and there's like, you know, they're, they're doing the Kanye part, and they're like, what's Gucci, Mott? And mm-hmm. then puts the mic out, and all the white people, no, Right. <laughs> and it's like, huh? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Right. It's like, we're all saying it. It's okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, yep. when, I, when I saw that, it's I'm like, true. okay, we're, we're giving a little too much free. It's like, okay, I understand you want to take the power back, but you're giving a lot of people freedom. Yeah. To say it, especially when you're just writing a new song. Yeah. Right. When you're just freely putting it in, like, like whatever, like, regardless when it comes to hip-hop, when you're freely just putting it in there, you're giving, a, like, an okay to say, hey, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Just say it. Yeah. It's true. And, like, even, okay, like... I don't know if you guys knew this. I knew this because I work with Portuguese people and Italians. But when Cardi B released that song, WAP, (laughs) Portuguese and Italian people went bananas. Mm -hmm. Because they used to be called WAPs. Which means without papers. Because they would come from their country, work in the construction industry, because that's all they know, and they don't have their papers. They're not landed. And I still work with some that don't speak 
English at all. And if anyone from the Ministry of Labor or anything else comes here, they run upstairs, downstairs in the basement or whatever, and they hide for a little bit because they cannot say anything to them because they can't say anything in English to them. You know what I mean? So they they that person is considered a WAP. W O P. Mm-hmm. Cardi B has it as W A P. So on a technicality, it's not the same meaning and she has the definition of wet but ass pussy some and shine away from the yeah. You know what I mean? What they would say guinea WAPs or whatever. Right. So now you have this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, I'm not saying nigger, I'm saying nigga, but then nobody's mad about it because it's nigga. But like if we were to be again united like them and like this 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 whole thing caused Cardi B to come off of Twitter. She shut down her Twitter account, she shut off her, her Instagram account for like a couple of days or whatever because she couldn't take the amount of Portuguese and Italian saying like what are you doing? Why are you, why did you make a song like this? Not realizing that the word that you're saying, even though it's spelled differently, it sounds exactly what people used to call us mm. when we came from our country to work in the United States, Canada, wherever. And she couldn't take the backlash from it. And whenever this happens with her, same thing that happened with her when she, um, she took um, Offset back after yeah. cheating on her. Everybody was like, oh, you stupid, da, da, da. And she came off of Instagram and Twitter again. Yeah. So um, I feel like if we were to come and become united and just say, like, yo, this word, whether it affects us or means anything to us now or not, we're just not going to accept it. Mm-hmm. The word dies. Yeah. And I feel like it should. But there's a lot of people out there um, that are going to be like, yo, we're above this word. It doesn't mean anything to us. But it might not mean not, nothing to you, yeah. but to other people, it still means something. Whether it's nigga or nig or nigger, um, it still means an offensive thing. And if somebody says it to that person, they're they're ready to rumble over yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It's definitely something that I <laughs> um, I feel oh strongly God. about. What a TV, what kind of TV show are you watching? Yo, man? that's fairy tale, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it an is. Anime. Yeah, it. yeah. I, I I heard it. I was like, true. Yeah, that's right. I, I haven't even watched the final season yet. Yo, it's fairy tale. <laughs> Don't bother with that. Don't bother with that. You know, you watch. You, you never watched fairy tale before. Whoa, you're sleeping. Yo, fairy tale is badass. Man. Yeah, it is. Sidebar, it's, it really is. It is. It's tough, man. It it's really like a lot is. of those action, the, the, the fantasy animes that they, it starts off and it looks yeah. like, yo, this is, this is cheap, man. This yeah. Is and then once you get out of one area and you get into the main story. Yeah, it's. It gets sick. It's sick. Yeah. I won't, I won't. I have to side with him. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah. It's like man's watching Sword Art Online. They like they watch it and they're I, like I'm trying to watch the the, la- the new one that came out now. Yo, it's tough. I know everybody's telling it's me. It's tough. The la- I'm the on last episode is- two right now. The second one, I was like, ah. The second one was kinda sus. Yeah. 
the whole gun sword thing. Gun Gale online. It seemed kind of sus. And yo, but once this this last season, yo. Yeah. Sword Art is okay. It's, okay, it's so that's something dope. to go home and watch the the watch the highlights on the Mike Tyson fight. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like right like right now, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. When do you got it? Like Mike, Mike for sure. I seen his his whole like training videos. Like they had like a whole like uh, video edit when like he made the last punch and he launched his. His trainer out the window and everything else. Like, his punches are thunderous. Like, it's... I can't believe how fast he can still move at the age of 51. That guy's 51. Yeah. He shouldn't be able to move like that or hit like that. But there's a reason why he's in the Street Fighter video game, so... Ooh. I, yo... And who's he fighting? Vanderbilt? No. 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 Uh, Roy Jones. Roy, yeah. Yo, if Roy gets... If Roy gets hit... It's Boy's done. Hurt. Yeah. Boy's gonna yeah. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch the highlights. One hundred percent. I feel like he. It's one of those situations where it's like he's gonna just try and move as much as he can. He has to. Because if if Mike gets him in a corner and like really locks him in where he can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yo, that, yo, that double hit to the body and uppercut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, he put yeah. many men to sleep with that. Yeah. And I've seen the videos where he's practicing that. Yeah. And he hit his trainer in the body twice. And it's like, his trainer just like, he had this look on his face like, yo, can we can we stop? Yeah. <laughs> can we stop now? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's he's dangerous. 100%. His, his hands are weapons. Yep. He should have been in that Baki on me. Like one hundred percent, he should have been in Baki. Other than that, other that other guy, he was good. He was good, but he ain't no Mike. Yeah, well, I think I think the Baki enemy is they had the one guy that was a wrestler. Yeah, and they had the boxer too. Yeah, yo, the yeah. boxer was kind of sus. Yeah, he like the, he, he the way he took beatings and then like got back and then he was like, okay, I'm gonna fight you too. It's like, okay, you have to fight, and it's like. So you're going to fight again, even though your hand is mashed up. And then to go and talk to Baki's girl and be like, yeah, ain't nothing happening. I'm fine. Da, da, da. It's like you were fighting, though. And it's like, and then the next time he meets up, he's like in crutches. Like, I was like, yeah, this is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> this is a complete mess. But yeah, they have certain guys like Mike. Mike, he's a legendary fighter. Mm-hmm. He's, he's there, not a Mayweather at all. Nah, because like, like Mayweather... Mayweather, his fighting style is like kind of duck and weave and still like kind of get, get a couple hit good hits on you. Mm-hmm. Tyson was, I'm going to attack. Yeah. And the problem with Tyson is, the only problem Tyson had is that he, that he might have a problem with Roy Jones is that Roy Jones is like, he's a long fighter. Yeah. He can go all, he can go 12 rounds. Mike can't go past five. Yeah. So Mike is coming in to like try and knock him out. Yeah. Within the first three rounds, yeah, to try and knock him out. Mm-hmm. If he gets it past at least round six, and he hasn't knocked him out by then, there's a good chance that. Roy yeah, which is exactly what happened with um, Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. right? I think it was like round five, round six. Lennox ended up knocking out Mike. Yeah, because he ran out of steam. Yeah, all he was doing was just trying to throw haymakers. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's like it uses up a lot of your energy doing doing yeah. something like that. And it's like if you're going already four rounds in and you're trying to like lob haymakers and nothing's connecting, and even if they are connecting, he has a steel jaw and not going down. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, it doesn't matter how many uppercuts you give him. If he has a steel jaw, you're pretty screwed. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I hope uh, Tyson takes this to four. Yeah, he's got to take it. No, like, uh, of all people, I think if anybody is will be willing to take a dive, Leroy Jones. <laughs> no, because, like, what is Roy cause, doing? What, what's Roy doing? Is he, is he making any money right now? No. He'll make he's money off of this, boxer. yeah. He's a retired boxer. He'll make millions off of taking a dive. It's All true. All he needs to just tell him is like, yo, if, he, if Tyson had to knock you off by a fifth round, take a dive. Just take a dive. Because, yeah. you know, like, no matter what, you're getting paid. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're not going to make as much money if, we tur- if the pay-per-view turns around and you beat Tyson. Yeah. But we'll make a lot of money if you get knocked out by Mm-hmm. And will you have to get knocked out by anybody else again? No, because you already made $50 million just to get knocked out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that even like with that whole Pacquiao and Mayweather fight, that was a lot. That was oh. too much money. That was too much money for running around, man. No, the fight that made me laugh was the Mayweather versus, um, what's his face from UFC? Oh, my God. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. That fight made me laugh. Because Connor, like, it's just the same thing. Connor is just, he's an MMA fighter. They, they're made, they're built to go like three to four rounds. Mm-hmm. Boxers are made to go 12 rounds. Yeah. So Connor was like coming hard in the first couple rounds. But once you realize, yo, there's no takedowns. Yeah, exactly. You can't kick, you him. Can't kick him. Yeah. You can't take him down. So you better be able to throw hands. If you can't throw hands and you can't move, you're done. If you don't have the agility, yo. Mayweather's gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And that's why the best meme that they have was like, yo, where Con- where Conor McGregor is saying chicken curry, <laughs> <laughs> and Mayweather said curry chicken, <laughs> and he's like, yo, what's it called? Curry chicken, curry chicken. <laughs> While he's knocking him out, it's like, yo, yo, it's not me, it's my grandma that said cu- chicken curry, curry chicken. <laughs> Yeah, it's true, man. Yo, and it's like you see that meme, and then it's like also they had um uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. I put it on on, the, on our um, on our group chat. Was that um the the only poll that matters? Curry chicken versus chicken curry. Yeah, it gets brought ending. up every year, <laughs> every year. Uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But I think like you know, like I said, Tyson Tyson still has a good chance. If he can get it done within the fifth, but uh, you know, Matt's gonna take it if he go if it if it, if it's really a twelve round fight. You know, he could he could he could fuck him up. I say by by the by the tenth round he fucks him up. Yeah. Or Ty, Tyson tries to bite off in the air again. <laughs> hey, you know you don't know like maybe by the fifth round he's like getting tired and he starts getting hungry and that's why he. Uh, you know, <laughs> Man, my books, uh. yo, especially from uh, Hangover. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord, get out! 
Even when he was down here in Toronto and the whole, like, he dealt with that man. Yo, that was crazy. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe. Mike's I was like, talking damn. talking about the movie that he's in. I think it was the, the black and white movie. Yeah. Black and white. He was here talking about that. And my man is asking about, about oh, so did you did you write this girl? Did you do this? With like, this why would you even bring that up? Like, Yo, you're talking about mass rape charges when he's there talking about a movie. And he's like, yo, shut the fuck up. You yeah, 100, up, right? 100. And he's, like, and he's like, yo, you you really want to get fucked up right now. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, I think we're going to come off of this right now. And uh, we'll, we'll go back to you, talk. You're yeah. a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, the backpedaling was insane. Because he mm-hmm. knew he messed up. Mm-hmm. He knew he messed up. And the look on Tyson's face was like, yeah, yeah. When, when, you, when you get off this, <laughs> you better get up and just don't even bother saying I'm sorry. Just yeah, like, just walk away. Okay, I'm going to go now. It's like, yeah, you yep. better. You better, yeah, 100. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see those fuck around like that, man. Like, you cannot do that. Like, individuals going well, you know what I'm saying? Like, why why, why bring it up? Yeah. Because, it, it, you know, the problem, when it comes to American news, they, they know when and who to ambush. Right? Mm-hmm. So when they ambush somebody, it's like maybe just somebody who wrote, who has a book, a new book coming out. Mm-hmm. And say they have a scandal where they, they, they cheated on the wife. But this guy's a puss. Mm-hmm. Or they're, they're just a celebrity that wouldn't do anything. They'll call them out and it's like, I can't believe you're calling me about this. You're calling me out about this on, on, on TV like this? Like, why would you do this? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Then they got like NBA players and um, football players. And they're, like, being interviewed. As soon as they get in, brought in for an interview, they know, okay, if this gets brought up, we're going to fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You know how many, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, how many interviews with wrestlers where they say that, oh, this is, you know, wrestling is fake or this is whatever. How many of those interviewers that were back in the day when there was, there was no kayfabe, they never broke kayfabe, they got fucked up. Mm-hmm. They got beat up by Max. Yeah. Because kayfabe was a thing. So it's, like, the reason why they do this now they come after people and just say like, "Oh, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that," and they're just like freezing up in the room, like, "Oh, like Robert Downey Jr. gets called up for like, yo, so how is it here, you know, dealing with being Iron Man and you know having he's a playboy philanthropist who drinks, yeah, and, you yeah. know, you have a drinking and drug problem and was mm-hmm. in rehab for how many times? How do you deal with being that kind of character?" Oh, fucking yeah, yeah, that guy came from where he was in jail. And all the rest of it to this multi-millionaire actor. Mm-hmm. Respect what he did because mm-hmm. a lot of people, even coming out of jail, can't even get a damn job at McDonald's. Especially if you're black or Latino. Yeah, like come on, don't bring up that stuff. But, but reporters. But that and that's another thing. Like look at look, that's another thing that we have to worry about. Like look at Hollywood as black people. When you get called out for something in Hollywood, you get hauled off hard. Bill Cosby. You get hauled off hard. Bill Cosby. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Usher. Usher. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. It's like, yo, and even if you to do something with football, like, I kind of, I like, I want to say something about with football, but then you also have that guy that's like, you know, in 
your dog fighting. Uh, and it's like, uh, you kind of, you kind of got what you deserve. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You kind of got what you deserve. But they're so harsh and coming after us black people. Mm-hmm. And we're getting like put in jail or our lives are being torn to shit. But then you have these white people who are like stealing money from people. Mm-hmm. It's like we did something that personally hurt another person. But they're doing something that's doing like blue collar crime. Mm-hmm. It's like piecing money out of how many people's pockets. Mm-hmm. They get put in club fed and just walk back out and like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it all the time. The like, construction industry is huge for this. Like, we're, yo, I, I want to talk about the construction industry. Mm. It's like, we're, placing, we're praising people like Martha Stewart, who mm-hmm. did insider trading, Yeah. went to prison, mm-hmm. comes back out, and now she's being embraced by Snoop Dogg. Cooking shows. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm like, how is, how is Snoop Dogg doing cooking shows with Martha Stewart? Like what? Because she went to jail. It's like, oh yeah, she's a G now. Like what? No. She stole how much, how much money from us. Mm-hmm. And she's cool. Yeah. Wait, you were saying about the construction industry, like how a lot of that went down. Yeah, like, I, okay, so, one one big thing, if I was to, if I was to do construction of any kind Mm -hmm. and have the ownership of it, it would be scaffolding. And scaffolding, um... All it is is just setting up a platform and or an access for somebody to climb up on and do whatever work that they need to do, whether it's on the ceiling, on the side of a building, whatever, and then you take it down. Mm-hmm. Now, when I did scaffolding for a company, I found out that, one, the charge to do it is everybody gets... You may have... If me, you, and Taz are doing a scaffold, mm-hmm. um, I may be the journeyman, you may be the first-term apprentice, and Taz may be a second-term apprentice, but the company who's hiring us mm-hmm. is getting charged for me, you, and Taz all journeying. Oh, shit. So that's the first part. The second part is the company is unaware that you're an, a, a second-term apprentice and Taz is the first term apprentice mm-hmm. because they're expecting quality work. Yeah. So they're expecting all three journeymen to be here because that's what they're paying for. Yeah. That's two. Three, there's a, there's a setup fee. So whatever the fee is to actually build a scaffold, you also, as the company, have to pay. After you do all of that, paying the hourly rate and the setup fee, you also have a monthly rental fee. So depending on how much the materials are used Mm -hmm. to build this scaffold, you also have to pay a monthly fee, and it it varies. So now, say for instance, this scaffold needs to be up for a year. And 
for the sake of an argument, it's like, okay, $1,000 a month, but we all know that it's not $1,000. You're making twelve grand for just sitting outside and people using it. And then when it's time for it to get torn down, you're paying for it to get torn down as well. So when people talk about, oh, I'm investing in the stock market and every morning I wake up, I'm seeing more money in my in my account. Yeah. I'd rather have a scaffold mm-hmm. because I know that whatever the money that we agreed on per month after the setup, every month I roll over in my bed, I'm seeing that go into my account mm-hmm. because that's what the fee is. Yeah. And these or even if it wasn't a scaffold company in itself. The heavy machinery companies are making a killing as well. The only thing is right now with COVID, um, they're being extorted. So like with the whole cheating process now with everything that you were talking about, um, say for instance, it it costs like $5,000 a month to have one of the heavy equipments on the site. Yeah. Well, COVID hit and COVID has been going on for like almost nine, 10 months now. Um, machine could possibly have COVID-19. So you as a company that rents out these products or these machines can be like, hey, you know what? COVID-19 is happening. I'm sorry that you guys had to shut down your job. But guess what? Because the machine is still on your site and it was used by people and we don't know if they touched it and then possibly have COVID, it's going to stay there. And I know you guys have to pay us $5,000 a month. So for the next nine months or until this COVID thing is done, you're still paying us $5,000 a month for it. Even though it's not being used and it's sitting on your job site and your job site is closed, you still have to pay us $5,000 a month for it. Wow. So you see what I'm saying? Like, So the scaffold industry is doing what they're doing. And I'm pretty sure there's ins and outs of all these other different industries out there. But, like, if you were to own a heavy machinery company or a scaffolding company, you could literally just sit back and relax because you, other than maintaining the the products, you're making a ton of money every single month. And they willingly pay it. Like, um, that thing on Eglinton. Uh... Yeah. yeah, that thing was supposed to be done two years ago. And they're expanding it till 2022 now. Eglinton's going to be mashed up for another two years or more. Of, of course it's not. We all know that. We all know that it's not because of COVID. It's not. But they're they're behind on whatever. My dad works for Metrolinx right now. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to end up retiring there. Because he knows. And they were supposed to stop at Kennedy. And now they're talking about bringing it all the way down to Morningside. Not even Scarborough Town, Morningside. Because there's a university there too. There's a university right at Morningside of 401. So they're thinking, well, the students are going to need a way to get there from wherever they're coming from. So we're going to go all the way to there. So now you have to do another whole digging process. You have to do the whole environmental scanning if there's any, na- like, birds that nest there 
or anything like that. You have to work your way around it. Like, even when we built Scaffold on Metrolinks, they were like, yo, if there's a nest in the way, modify the scaffold to build around it. And if the, the, the parents are there in the nest, you guys are done for the day because we cannot disturb those animals. Yeah, there was, like, a whole, like, eight-hour orientation on it. Like, it's it's serious. Real, real serious. And then you even, we in that eight-hour orientation, we also had an orientation about um, the homeless people and the crazy people around that area because people have been attacked, people have been spit on, people have been, like, some of them have been hit by cars, um, stuff like that. Like, there's a whole thing on it. But um, construction, huge, huge industry to make money and very easily able to scam people out of their money on it. Because if you're not a, if you're an apprentice, why aren't you getting journeyman money if you, if the company's paying the company that you work for journeyman money? Doesn't make sense. Of course, of course. And even because we're union, you would think, okay, well, you're traveling from wherever you're going. You're coming from to go to downtown Toronto, so we should cut you in like a little bit of travel money because that's a part of the agreement. You don't get it. You don't get it at all. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. With a lot of things. Whether it be relationships, work, politics, a lot of it is upside down and what it's not, what it's not supposed to be. The whole world is upside down right now. Yeah, even worse right now. Yeah, there's a lot of stories right now that, like I, I used to talk to like people about like byway, and they're like, what? I'm like, you don't remember Byway? And it's like, nah, I never heard of that story before. And I was like, wow. Like, that's where I got Street Fighter 2 for my Sega Genesis from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, now, like, when my kids growing up, like, I can't tell them anything about Sears. Can't tell them nothing about Zellers. Simmons. Yeah. Kmart. Kmart, K-Mart. yeah. Yeah. I can't tell them nothing about, like, even that Not big store downtown, um, Honest Ed. Yeah. I can't tell them nothing about that. Sam the Record Man. Blockbuster. Ah, uh, Blockbuster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sunrise Records. <laughs> Even yeah, like H and V closed the other Yo. a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff out there that we're not gonna be able to talk about, and they're not gonna be able to um, experience. Yeah. And even now, with all of this happening now, there's a lot that we're not going to see anymore. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, yo, are you going Boxing Day shopping? I was like, for what? Yeah. What's out there? There's no work. There's no point. Yeah, if you're not working. And even like, pff, yo, I saw Von Mills on Six Buzz. Unbelievable. It, it almost looked like the whole world was still working. When I know that they're not, a lot of people are, like, getting served money. So, like, mm-hmm. why are you outside? The mall was already at capacity. Yeah, people are wearing lines. To outside to, to just 
get in the mall, not even go into a store, yeah. but just to get into the mall. Like And then go, then send the next line to get into the into store. Into the store, right. Yeah. No way. I don't have time for that. It's crazy. No way. Like, even the whole PlayStation 5 thing, that, that to me, I, I described it to my dad, and my dad was like, you're probably too young to remember this, but your PlayStation 5 situation is the same as the Cabbage Patch Kid situation back in the 90s. Yep. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, back then, during Christmas time, everybody had to have a Cabbage Patch Kid for their daughter. Or a teddy bear. Or, yeah, yeah. Or the Furby mm-hmm. thing back in the day as well. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, that's basically what it is. And then now, like, people are killing people or holding people at gunpoint for dogs. Like, a rare dog breed that was um, apparently out in Vaughn. And they claimed that they had the money to buy the dog. But really, what they had to buy the dog was a gun. So, they point the gun at the owners. They take the dog and they leave. And they they did it. The cops apparently claim that they did it within two hours. Um, they they hit one in Vaughn and they hit another one in somewhere in Scarborough and collected the two dogs, sold them, and made their money and left. And that was it. And then with the PlayStation stuff, if you have a PlayStation and you legitimately have a PlayStation and you want to sell it. There's a person that claims that they have the money and they're going to hold you at gunpoint to collect that PlayStation 5 from you. On the flip side, if you're a person that wants to buy a PlayStation 5 and the person in the ad says that they have a PlayStation 5, the person with the PlayStation 5 doesn't have a PlayStation 5. They have a gun to take your money that you came with to buy the PlayStation 5 with. So now it's like, what the hell? And then if you decide, okay, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to buy it online. You don't get a PlayStation 5. You get a PlayStation 3, 4, or the most disrespectful one I've seen so far, a VCR. <laughs> like, oh my God. you can pick up a VCR for like $10 if you really wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, Jeez. it's real bad out there right now. And I don't, like, I don't get... Another thing that's happening in the whole America versus Canada thing where Canada made their 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 after launch pre-order PlayStation 5 thing early in the morning at EB Games, um, Costco, and Walmart. In two minutes, they were sold out. And that was it. They were done. Then PlayStation comes out and says, okay, guys, we're not doing anymore. We're like, we're done. Like, we're fully gave out, like, every system that we have. We have to literally go back and start making more to be able to supply for the demand. And whenever that happens is when it's going to happen. The day before the release, you have Walmart, Target, and all those other places in America doing 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9 p.m. pre-orders for one hour. And how whenever they run out is whenever they run out, you got to do it at the next time. 
So that was supposed to be the end-all, be-all. Then last week, Thursday, Walmart USA claims that they're going to have another restock for Thursday. And everybody goes bonkers over it. And they did it at 6 o'clock. And at 6.01, they were done. And everybody in Canada is like, how can they have so many pre-orders? And how come Sony is sending so many PlayStation 5 over to U.S.? But Canada doesn't get any more after that, after the launch that they did in early in the morning. So it's kind of like a weird thing that's going on where people are like, it's not fair that they can do that over there, but they can't do it over here. Uh, well, I think Canadians should be a little bit like happy that they're giving out all the, the old pre-orders mm-hmm. to the Americans because usually the first gen, they all shut the fuck up. It's true. They all have glitches. It's true. Malfunction. So when we get, you know, when after they send on all the first gen, yeah, and they all fuck up and they all blow up and all kind of stuff. Yeah. When we get the second gen, they happy. Yeah, yeah, it's they true. Saw the, they saw the glitches. They saw the problems. I'm hoping it doesn't happen to me because I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I do have mine, but um, yeah, I I'm hoping it's the same as my PlayStation Four. I got my PlayStation 4 out of, um, oh my god, Lawrence Square Mall. Okay. I was working at Lawrence Square Mall, and then I decided, like, okay, you know what? The PlayStation 4 is coming out. I was going to sleep in the parking lot, chilled out there. McDonald's right there, got some food. And then I went in the store, and I lined up. Mm-hmm. I was third in line, but then they had the platinum card line, and I had a platinum card. So I went over there, and I ended up first in line. So I had the first one out of Lawrence Square Mall. Okay. And it still runs today. Okay. No problem. So I'm hoping the PlayStation 5 is the exact same, but I've seen the videos online, Mm -hmm. and some of them are real disappointing. (laughs) Taz, are you getting on that PS5? No, can't wait yeah, everybody's doing the same thing because they can't they can't deal with the drama of getting shot or um, getting a VCR. <laughs> like, I, I don't blame them. Like, and then the other thing is like they're you're selling them for like double. Yeah, double the price or even like th- thirty times the price is the 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 craziest one that I've seen online. One was going for $30,000 on, on eBay. But they do have other pre-orders that you can get, but it's like a bundle for everything. Yeah. So, like, you get an extra controller, the headset, the charging port, the game, the system. Like, you get a lot of stuff, but in order to pre-order it, it's a $2,000 pre-order. Mm-hmm. Because you do get everything. You get the camera and the remote, like, everything, but... You're not, like, I don't know. Even when I went to go and get mine, and, like, I felt bad for the guy, but he, the way that Ford F-150 pickup truck peeled out of that Walmart was literally insane because everybody was waiting for theirs, and then this lady comes out with a crate of PlayStation 5s. We're like, okay, so mine's finally here. This guy is going to get his. This person's going to get theirs, and I'm going to finally get mine. All five PS5s went in that one pickup truck. 
And everybody was looking like, yo, are you serious? And I'm like, I feel like a lot of people in this line want to jump this guy right mm-hmm. now or find out where he lives and follow him home. That's why he peeled out. Yeah, he was gone. Like, there were a couple people that drove behind him. And once he got to the, to the, to the, to the main road, he literally ended up cutting off somebody that was coming down and like dipped through the light and everything else. Like it was, I was, I wasn't too far behind, but I'm just watching this truck like move like a Corvette. Like it was insane. Like, (laughs) yeah, like I was, I was shocked. I couldn't believe how fast the guy was like gone. But then it's those guys that you end up seeing where it's like, all right, I got one PlayStation five. And I'm trying to flip all four of these other ones, right? And I don't know. One other thing that, like, a big topic of mine that I talk about with at work, at home, uh, you know, with other people that are around our age is the friggin' housing market. I don't know what they expect of us. And, um... Minimum wage isn't going to go up to support for owning a one-bedroom apartment. Plus minimum wage. Everybody keeps going on and talking about, like, oh, we want minimum wage to go up. It shouldn't. They need to make a standard living wage. Yes. That's what I feel. They need to make a living wage. They see what the market is, what everything is selling for. You make a living wage. If, like, the only way to, like, live, you're making 40 hours a week plus, you know, you know, two weeks. It's like, oh, it takes you at least $20 an hour yeah. mm-hmm. to be able to have a decent living wage. Yeah. I'm talking about like just being able to afford like a $1,000 apartment with still being able to pay your bills, yeah. buy food, whatever. And they say, you know, $20 an hour. That's the living wage. Yeah. That's the starting living wage. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, oh, you deserve to get paid $25 an hour because you're an ex and you did this. Yeah, you know, and you're a that. good worker. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's like, yo, if you're starting and you're new to like, okay, you need to survive, yo, $20 an hour. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm going to pay you. 100%. And I feel that like with these astronomical housing prices, whether it be through renting an apartment, house, condo, or um, actually buying a condo, a townhouse, mm-hmm. or an actual detached house, um, it's a little bit r- ridiculous on how they expect someone with the rules of the mortgage um, to be able to afford maybe a car, their rent, utilities, and... Even though, because everybody's going to need a place to live. Nobody's going to be able to live with their parents. So if they're already paying rent somewhere, paying for utilities, paying for car insurance and everything else, um, to be able to save money to put down for a down payment on a house mm-hmm. where, according to the rules, if, you own, if you're looking for a house from zero to um, under $500,000, you can put 5% down. But if you're going to 500000 and more, you have to put down 
5% of the zero to 500,000. And then even if it's a dollar over the price, you have to pay 10% on top of that as well. So it's like, okay, what the hell? But then if it's a million dollar home, you have to come up with 20%. Yeah. 100%. But if you're only able to come up with the five or the 10%, you then have to come up with extra money for what they call mortgage insurance. And if you cannot deal with the mortgage insurance and your mortgage along with all the rest of the bills in the house, then they're going to deem you as not fit to own that house. Meanwhile, mind you, because you're renting, the mortgage is going to be, let's say, $1,300, and your mortgage insurance would be like $250. So call it $1,600 for your mortgage and the mortgage insurance, and then you collect everything else for your car payments and your insurance for your car, groceries, and everything else. Where you're renting might just end up being $2,200 a month because that's the way that it goes. Now, you're paying $2,200 a month for a two-bedroom apartment, and you're still able to pay your utilities and everything else. So now you're looking at spending $3,000 a month to rent somewhere, but then to own something and get a mortgage, your mortgage is $1,300. That's a savings of nine hundred dollars from the twenty two hundred, mm-hmm. but yet, and you're paying the two hundred twenty two hundred, and your mortgage is only going to be thirteen hundred, but yet the bank is going to tell you you can't afford that. How does that even work when you're already paying more than what the mortgage is going to be? And this is why our generation can't do anything we can't move out at 30 or 25 or whatever and own a, a house that we want and you know do the things that our parents did i even talked to some people and they're like yo look at it it's a bad thing to say mo but i'm gonna wait till my parents die then i'm gonna get a house because when my parents die that's their house I'm going to move back home. And I was like, damn. That's a bad way to think about it, bro. Like, And he's like, at this point, that's the only way I can think about it. And we started looking at housing and stuff like that. And I, I found like brand new houses going up for sale in Oakville. Starting at $2.4 million. $2.4 million. What do you, what do you, where are you going to get a million dollars to put down on a house? Like they're act like with these prices, they're acting like people just have 800,000, 900,000, a million dollars, $1.2 million just sitting in their account to just give to these builders or to the bank to get a mortgage. Yeah. And then they have this whole stress test thing. Well, yeah, I'd be freaking stressed out if I had to give a million dollars to own a house and then get locked into a mortgage for 25 years when I could have invested that million dollars and been happy with my life. And I know a lot of people that don't understand um, this whole thing of being house poor. Yeah. 
I know a lot of people, and they're like, Mo, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, bro, look, you went and got too much house for what you can afford. So, yeah, I make less than you, but because my bills are less, I can save more. But people don't, un- people with bad spending habits don't understand that concept. Because somebody who's making minimum wage, who doesn't have a lot of expenses, can look and seem rich to somebody who's making $100,000 a year and spends $90,000 out of that every year because of their living arrangements. And it's crazy. And I feel like the people who were smart and got on serve and are still on serve but know that when they get off serve that they can survive on the $2,000, if they keep that in their head that, like, yo, I've been on serve for eight months, and when I'm working, I'm making three thousand dollars every every month. I can bank a thousand dollars. Those people are gonna make it. But there is also the other double standard of it. Like the whole second thing about it is like when you're on serve, when you're making this you know this extra money, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta go nowhere. You ain't got nowhere to go. You ain't gotta travel. You don't have to take bus. Then that's like this thing you spend your eight dollars a day. That you can bank. Yeah. This thing you can bank. That thing you can bank. But then the problem is, you go back to work. They all become real again. All the things, these things you didn't have to worry about. Yeah. They come back. And you're just like, oh, yeah. I think I spent my money doing that there. And you're like, yo, when I was was on serve, yo, I was able to bank like $1,000. And now Mm -hmm. I I don't even have like $20 Mm -hmm. to my name after Mm -hmm. two two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? It's like, yeah, you're back out. You're back out again, yeah. You're experiencing the world again. So you're just like, okay, so I I can bring lunch to work. Mm -hmm. Because I was eating at home. And then you so you start bringing lunch, you start bringing lunch, but then after a while you're just like, man, I'm just out of this. Yeah. This. And it's like, yo, I'm just getting tired. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you start spending money. And it's like, yo, all of a sudden it's like you're, you're right back where you started, and you didn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I like, know. I get what you're saying, but it's like you also have to look at the other side of it. Because mm-hmm. there, some people can stick to it and say like, okay, you know, I can save. You know, maybe I can. Even if I can't say what I have before, I can look at what I need to spend mm-hmm. and then see how much money I have left over. So from this money that I have left over, okay, you know what? I want to do this. So I'm going to put $50 down. Yeah. Even if it's the smallest amount, I'm just like, yo, I'm just going to put $50 down to save up and not do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever happens, I'm not going to use that. If I'm going to play around, I have this, but this has to stay. Yeah. And then they can slowly build wealth. Like over a period of time, over a year, you just look at it and it's like, oh, I put fifty dollars, and then at the end of the year, I have like yo two, three grand mm-hmm. that I like yo three grand I didn't have. Yo, I'm gonna go away on a trip. Yeah, but it's like people don't look at it like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people, and a lot of people look at me and be like, um, especially like when you work in carpentry, mm-hmm. um. The cliche thing is, like, people who work in that industry drive shitty cars. Mm-hmm. So if you show up to work in a nicer car, obviously, you're getting paid too much, according to them. Mm-hmm. So when I bought my Dodge Charger, I showed up to work in my tar- in my Charger because that was my only car. And everybody was like, 
Whose car is that? This is mine. Holy fuck. You're making money, huh? I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you're, how, what year is that? And I'm like, 2017. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. My car is like a 2002. And I was like, well, that's the car that you chose to drive. Like, it is what it is. But I bet you when it was 2004, you went and bought that 2002 car and you were driving it. It just happened that this car has been good to you. So you've been driving it all these years. Mm -hmm. Now, what if I do the same thing? Now, all of a sudden, I'm the rich guy? No, I'm not the rich guy. I just ended up being able to buy a car. Mm -hmm. But then when you listen to them talk later on, you hear that, oh, this one has a boat. That one has, this one has a cottage. Oh, they, they go on vacation for two months at a time with all of their family. So it's like you're, you're whining and complaining about a 2017 Dodge Charger. Mm -hmm. But yet, you can go on vacation for two months. You can have a cottage. You own a house. You don't rent a house. You have a boat. You have a car. Your wife has a car. And you have a toy car or motorcycle at home. Who's the rich guy? Well, that's because they're not supposed to succeed more than that. Of course. They're not supposed like They can succeed and have all those things because it's like a matter of all those things are things that they lost for themselves mm -hmm. in the background. So they're looking like they're poor, but they're still doing what they want to do. Yeah. But then you're coming and showing like, yo, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. So you're flaunting it in front of their face. Mm -hmm. And even though they know that they have it in the background, they're like, yo, I'm going to do this shit for you on purpose. It, at work, like, yeah. You know who I am? Yeah. You know what I got? Yeah. You're gonna flash this in front of me. Yeah. That's their mentality. Yeah. So in order of me not getting taken down by them, I went up and bought a one thousand dollar Volkswagen Rabbit, and I drive that to work. And now nobody says nothing to me. But if I ride my motorcycle to work, then all the talks and everything yeah. else come back up again. Right? And it's like, oh, you have kids? And like, yeah. And you ride a bike? Yeah. What's wrong with that? You drive a car and you have kids? Like, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Like, it's like, this is my, like Mr. PJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real, a real thing. It is a real thing, in the, especially in the workplace. Yeah, at the end of the day, you do. And I've been doing that, and then a lot of people, they like to ask questions. And then when I tell them certain things, it's like, well, you can't do that. It's like, well, that's what I'm doing. You ask me how I do what I do, I tell you what I do. And then they tell me that I can't do that, but then I've been doing it. So that's how I'm able to do what I'm doing. So if you do what I'm doing, then you'll be able to do the same. Mm -hmm. But they don't they don't get that. Mm -hmm. And then because the keeping up the Joneses thing still is alive in a lot of these people, um, it will never work for them. Mm -hmm. Right? Because like I have a I have a very good friend of mine who's like, yo, I don't understand how this guy who's like making thirty dollars an hour and I'm making almost fifty dollars an hour and 
he was able to save $45,000 in a year, but I can't save, like, five grand. And I'm like, I've been telling you this, and you don't want to listen to me, but it's your spending habits and what you spend money on. Mm. You go to grocery shopping at No Frills, you go grocery shopping at Costco. There's a difference. There's a big, big difference. Yes, you're buying in bulk, but if you buy in bulk and you eat like you didn't buy in bulk, and you just eat all your shit, and you have to go back to Costco again to spend the same amount of money, because you're telling me that he spends like almost $1,000 in groceries every month, and I'm like, what? Where's the payment for that month? Like, I don't get it. Like, how? Him, his girl, and his two daughters that are under the age of three. Tell me so. Thank you. You need to go to Costco when they're in like you need a Costco thing when they're in their like their teens. Teens, exactly. That's when you should go to Costco. Right. Come like, and I'm thinking like, how much food is getting wasted? Because I don't know if it's the fridge that we have nowadays that are supposed to apparently be more efficient, or if it's just the food that's just messed up. But I remember like in the '90s, food used to last longer. Okay, there's a reason why food used to last longer when we were in the 90s. Because if you look at a lot of the food that we had there, it was like, there was a lot of processed stuff in there. Yeah. So it was made to last longer. Okay. So like, for instance, like the Hostess, you know, the Hostess um, cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah, those are made to last through anything. Like Twinkies, eh? Yeah, Twinkies <laughs> are made to last through anything. <laughs> so like, a lot of our food was like, like look at them take like um Kentucky Fried Chicken Chicken Nuggets. Okay, right. Right. You mm-hmm. see how the whole Chicken Nuggets thing changed. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, people were like, "Oh, breast foods is like, well, okay, well, what were your Chicken Nuggets before?" Yeah. And they're like, people were saying, "Oh, it's slime, whatever." And I was saying, "No, it's just a whole bunch of pe- chicken pieces. Mm-hmm. They just mishmash whatever." But now they have to use all white chicken nuggets. Right. To make their nuggets, but be uh, like with like with that, all the food was like. Just unsafe. Like mm-hmm. you, you want to have things like Dunkaroos. Yeah, yo, what yeah. happened to that? It's because of all those stipulations that they put on with, um, you know, FDA approved and whatever. Okay. Dunkaroos cannot be FDA approved. Coming into Canada, that's why people don't have Dunkaroos anymore. In the states, they have. Yeah. It. Okay. So is that why ragu sauce is not a thing in Canada anymore? Because yeah. I missed that bad. I have one more can at home, and I'm, yeah. I'm not even trying to open yeah. it. Really? Yeah. Holy! Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, and that's why if you see like even the different Mountain Dews, like they were they try to come up with different Mountain Dews because they just wanted to have something that they can bring into Canada. Yeah. Other than the one that they had, <laughs> but if you go in the states, you could there there's like millions of different Mountain Dews. Oh yeah, I know. States, they can't cross the border unless you physically go over there and buy it bring and it bring over, it over. Then it can come over because you purchased it. But they can't sell it. Damn. Yeah, because I remember when I, I first had a Fanta in the States. And then, like, a couple years later, they started the whole commercial thing in Canada. And I was like, okay, okay. Wow. Really? Yeah. And the only reason why they have Fanta is because they couldn't sell Coke in uh, certain parts of um, Latin America. Hmm. They couldn't sell fa- They couldn't sell Coke there. So they rebranded it and called it Fanta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So Definitely like learn something Fanta different. Orange yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. why in Latin America and in certain parts of um, the Middle East, everybody knows Fanta. Mm-hmm. They don't know Coca-Cola. They know Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> and then because it became so popular and all over there, then they're like, hey, let's put Fanta in yeah, in the, the UK States. and yeah, UK and the States and whatever, and so then they sold Fanta over here, and then why is it all of a sudden co- certain Coke products disappeared? Can't find Crush, can't find yeah, this. it's true. Can't find that all you have is Snoop Snoop. Yeah, yeah. They're like, why are we gonna you know yeah, gouge true. ourselves over in one place? So we get rid of Crush, the brand Crush, and mm-hmm. we just Fanta everything. Fanta grapes, Fanta this. Yeah, and it's such a mess because it's not even orange. It's like tangerine, right? Yeah. yeah. It tastes same. It does. It, it does. It tastes the same as Crush. Because it <laughs> is Crush. They just rebranded it. And now oh, they can give And now before, when fat, when they have the, even with Coke and everything, they smell out the bottles. Yeah. And they're charging you the same price. Yeah, yeah. The Fanta bottle, it's like, it's squished in at the top so it doesn't hold more. I'm like, yo, this is a mess. And it's like, oh, yeah, $2 for this. I'm like, hold yeah. on. Yo, Pepsi is selling it, uh, yo, at 710 milliliters mm-hmm. for $2. And Coke is selling me at 354 for $2. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But people pay because the brand Coke. Yeah, yeah. The whole debate is Coke better than Pepsi. Pepsi better yeah. than Coke. No, it's all shit. It all kills you. Yeah, yeah. I even had to pull up, like, when I went to a uh, drive-thru, um, and I ordered, like, some McDonald's. So I was like, okay, can I get a Big Mac, get some fries, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, all right, cool. And then every time, without fail, Coke to drink. And I'm like, y'all ain't got nothing else? Like, why do you? And I actually, like I said, no, I want Sprite. And then I pulled up, and I said, okay, look. Were you talking to, you were taking the orders? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, look. Why do you guys always ask Coke? Why can't it be ginger ale? Why can't it be Sprite? Why can't it be this? Why can't it be that? And they're like, well, because Coke owns all of these products, you have to ask if they want the Coke first before any other product. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's like a thing in the contract or whatever, and they're like, they don't know, but their training was that they have to ask for Coke first before placing even Pepsi in front. Yeah, I didn't even know that. And I used to work for McDonald's, but I was doing, like, the sandwiches and stuff. I never did, like, the whole drive through thing, but I, 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 had, to, I had to ask because I, I got tired of it. I was like, why do you keep asking? Like, I hate Coke. Like I, I, after I saw on breakfast television that they clean grass-stained jeans Ooh. in a washing machine and just poured Coke in there, I was like, nah, that's not for my stomach. Coca-Cola eats away at anything. Yeah, yeah, we use it on the construction site too. It's it's insane. <laughs> now you're making me just look at this Coke bottle. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, insides, like we were building columns and one of the. The brackets that build the, that hold it together to build the, the column in a sphere, it was rusted out. So um, we didn't have the actual products to clean it. clean it. 
So they're like, yeah, okay, Mo, just run to the convenience store. Here's $20. Buy as much Coca-Cola as you can. And I'm like, Coca-Cola for what? He's like, you'll see. Come back. And he, like, opens it and pours it all over it. And he's like, okay, get a, a brush or a broom and start spreading it around. And we'll leave it. And tomorrow morning should be okay. I'm like, what? Tomorrow morning we come back. Everything goes together like it was brand new. Couldn't friggin' believe it. Yeah. And that's construction stuff. Like, <laughs> construction tips 101. Whatever doesn't yeah. come off, Coca Cola will do it. Yeah. I've done the penny trick thing. Like, oh, putting the penny in the Coca Cola yeah. and just like letting it like bronze it out. Mm hmm. Yep. I've done it. And it's, it's crazy the way all of this stuff that they approve to be eaten. Like, even some stuff in cereal or whatever, they're like, yeah, there's a certain amount of bugs that are allowed to be inside of this, mm-hmm. that, whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like... They, they, they ration it out that there's almost everything that we eat mm-hmm. is bug life. Yeah. Almost yeah. everything that we eat that's, pro- that's made, created, or anything, is there's bugs in it. Mm-hmm. And then you have certain things that are made from bugs. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yo, you eat candy, and it's like, yo, that's brown up beetles. Yeah. The red co- red food coloring is insects. They can only get that, that brighter shade of red yeah, from, from these a certain bug. Egg yeah. So anytime you're eating a hard shell candy, and it's the color red, you're eating bugs. <laughs> wow. Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned to um, save my money, really, like, and draw, like, a, a really sick plan for early retirement and everything else like that because I got, I wouldn't say really scared, but, like, with all the conspiracy theories and everything else, I was like, okay, I need to put my money away to do something later on. So when they tell me, oh, you can't, unless you take the vaccine, you can't go to work. Or unless you do this, you can't travel or whatever. At least I have money sitting down where it's like, okay, you know what? Bun the job. I'll I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And... If it doesn't happen, that's even more money that's going to go into that whole financial plan that I have. But it allowed me to um, not get peer pressured into a lot of the bullshit that isn't necessary. Because we all know like, if um, coronavirus didn't hit in March, we all would have went to Banna. We all would have went to whatever other concerts would have been happening. There would have been a lot of motorcycle rides that would have been happening, car shows that would have been happening, um, and things like that that would have taken our money. And then other things like going out to eat for whatever the reason might be, 
um, was another thing. I know a lot of people saved thousands of dollars on getting married this year because people who they didn't want to invite, they wouldn't, yeah, they didn't have to invite. And family that they may have wanted to invite, they couldn't invite. So then now a wedding that would have cost maybe $5,000 for all the people that they wanted to have there is now zero amount for the for the hall and maybe whatever it is for your dress and um the marriage license at that point cuz you're just having two witnesses to sign which would be your maid of honor and best man and you hire somebody to do the wedding or you rent out the church for that day and you get things done and then it's over that's it but um you know because of all of these things you're able to kind of like i talked to a couple of people and they're like man like i don't even know if this corona thing goes away like i don't even know if i'm gonna hit the club it's gonna be so weird because nobody like people are gonna be doing whatever they're doing but then because you haven't experienced a club experience for over a year it's like okay like yeah you go you go and you do whatever but like it's gonna be the same bullshit somebody's gonna get drunk somebody's gonna kiss somebody else's girl they're gonna get mad they're gonna be a fight and then it's gonna get shut down and then you're gonna go home and then that's the end of it but when you really sit back and think it's like yo i went a whole year without needing to do any of this stuff or wanting to do it and didn't do it and then all the money that I saved because I didn't do it makes my account look a lot better than if I was to go out and do it. So, um, and then just learning about like this whole fire movement thing that's going on with a lot of the millennials and um, a lot of the financial planning that a lot of us are really doing now. Um, just open my eyes to a lot of things where it's like, yo, if I do what I'm doing now, by the time I'm 45 or 50, I can tell my boss that I'm gone and I don't need to work anymore. And then because you're home and you're watching what's going on out in the media, you're seeing the stupidness and the prices for housing and everything else like that. But then when you hear where the millennials are migrating to, because that's what they're calling it, the millennial migration, um, when you look in the suburbs and you're seeing big, like, one-acre lots with a house on it with three-car garage, but it's out in Windsor, Ontario, Mm -hmm. so you're not really going to go live out there, but people are, millennials are now staying at home, buying houses in the suburb area that are going for, like, $150,000 paying it off and using it as vacation homes or even early retirement homes that they can live in, stay out there, do what they're doing and live off of their savings that they've been saving for like 10 years. Like that's lit to me. So now, now that I have this information, my son, when they grow up, it's going to be like, yo, look, at this point in time, careers and stuff like that, like, 
I don't even want to hear anything. If I'm a kid growing up, going into high school, I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because ain't shit out there. Mm-hmm. At this point, you don't need to ask me what I want to be when I grow up. You need to tell me what jobs are available that's going to give me the highest amount of money so I can afford to live. You need to start, like, in schools, you need to start training, training kids for what is available. Yeah. Teach us what is available, not what is hypothetically out there. Yeah. Because burning a bunch of years in school and not getting the job that you went to school for, mm-hmm. I feel like is a slap in the face from the education system. Mm-hmm. Because they're taking your money and telling you that if you do this, then you can get this job. But then when you do it and they take your money and you don't get the job, and it's not because you're unqualified for it. It's just because it's either not available or it it's like a staff. very niche market. Yeah. So, like, no, you need to run my money back because you gave me a hope and dream. And there's no reality to it. So, um, for my kids, it's going to be like, okay, look. When you hit grade nine, that one day that they get for you to come to work with me and you get to skip school... Come, experience it, see if you like it. If you like it, this thing is in demand all the time. And if it survives that long and it continues to be in demand, okay, cool. You do what you got to do. You stay home. You save your money. And then you do what you want to do after that because then you won't have to work for anybody. Yeah. Well, so one, of the, one of the messed up things, is, especially in our industry, the culinary is like, you know, you can get a job no matter where you are. Yeah. As long as you knew what you were doing, you can get a job anywhere. This COVID thing, yo. There are a lot of people that are in the cul- that were in the culinary industry and now are going back to school doing online courses. Buying yeah. Because they're like, yo, who thought this was stable? Mm-hmm. Because like everybody was banking on it, and like no matter what happened, this it's always gonna happen. Yeah. And now, places yeah. that need that just just opened. Again, shut, shut down them. again. Yeah. They're shutting them down again. Now they're shutting the doors because they can't handle doing Uber Eats because their food doesn't travel. Yeah, plus there's a fee. Yeah. Plus the fees are ridiculous. But the main thing is like if you're doing something that's like a chicken masala or whatever and the way that you do it, it has to be presented at a table. It doesn't yeah, travel well. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're pretty fucked. Yeah. So you, you can't do Uber Eats. You can't do Grubhub. You can't do Foodie. Like you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really it's really bad for a lot of careers out there, and there's a lot of people who went from two income house to single, and they're struggling. It's like, what do you do? Well, the main thing from this is like, fuck 2020. <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme the other day, and they're like, "What if, what if, twenty twenty, everybody who was waiting for twenty twenty one, twenty twenty one said to twenty twenty, hold my beer." And I'm like, "If that's what's coming, where it's a situation like twenty twenty one's like, yo, you thought you fuck shit up, yo, hold this, let me do my work now." I feel like 2021 will be like, fuck you. If 
troublesome guy. I feel that too. And I feel like he'd still be the judge. He's still got until January. Yeah, but I don't think he's coming out. Like I said, I don't think he's coming out until somebody puts a gun to him. Puts <laughs> a gun on him and says, yo, you have two choices. You can leave the league willingly or you can leave under arrest. Yeah. You are no longer the president, so you no longer have the right to do this right now. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that's true. But like with the COVID thing in US, I was telling my mom about the same thing and I told her like okay, like the other day or even today we hit eighteen hundred today. <laughs> right? Like and they were saying if something isn't drastically done in Canada that we will hit two thousand per day in December. And I made jokes with friends and stuff, and I said, yo, um, at the end of 2020, we're going to have 2020 cases, and then at the beginning of 2021, we're going to have 2021 cases every day. And they're like, nah, it's not going to happen. But like, we're really right there. Yeah. We're really right there. And um, I was talking to my mom, and she's like, man, this thing is going to go away in like the springtime. And I said, Mom, like... That's what I said last year. I don't think so. And I said, we had all spring, summer, and fall to get rid of this. And the problem that America has, that Canada doesn't necessarily have, is that they have holidays back to back to back from November going forward. We get a break. We have this Thanksgiving in October. Mm-hmm. Then we have a month break. So this whole 20-day, 28-day lockdown thing should happen after Thanksgiving, not now. Because after Thanksgiving, nobody gives a damn in Canada of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But in December, you have December for Christmas. And, um, well, okay, now we have Black Friday that came over. So, okay, at the end of, the, of November, we have Black Friday. Then December, we have Christmas time and Boxing Day. Yep. After that, you have New Year's. And then after that, you have Valentine's Day. Now, if CTV is making a documentary or making reports about people having affairs that are contributing 30% of these cases that are happening in, on, in, in Ontario, what the hell do you think is going to happen on Valentine's Day where the whole friggin' year nobody was allowed to date, go out to parties, do anything with anybody? It's going to be huge. You're going to have like 25, 3,000 cases in February. And in America, because everything is back to back, right now they have Black Friday and Thanksgiving. That's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And then they have Christmas. And then they have New Year's. And then they have Valentine's Day. So like everything is, and whatever other holidays that they're going to have in New York or in in America, they're going to jump this shit up way higher than Canada. But starting what December starts what Monday or Tuesday that we're in December we're here now. In the next 25 days or so, we're hitting Christmas. You're not going to tell any family that they can't go to their grandmother's house for Christmas time because they haven't seen them all year. Mm-hmm. Even though Trudeau and and um Doug Ford is, Dougie. yeah, Dougie's telling everybody, stay at your own house. 
but then making exceptions for people who live on their own that they can go and partake in Christmas festivities if they live alone with another family. What sense does that make? You live alone. You might have COVID, but you're going to go to another family. Or that family may have COVID. Or that family, right. And then they pass it off to you. Right. And then you're going out to, like, you, I live by myself. How, am I pa- how are other people getting COVID from me? Right. Right. So if you're going to make an exception for a single person who lives alone to go visit their other families outside of their own, then everybody else is going to go and do whatever the hell that they want to do. And then New Year's, you're not going to tell nobody that they can't go out downtown and watch the ball drop. Unless they're not going to do it. But then if they're not going to do it, there's nothing to stop hotel parties on New Year's. And then Valentine's Day, there's nothing to stop. Like, the restaurants are going to try their best, I guess, to, like, accommodate for people. Because they're, they're going to need that. Yeah. But if they can't open and they're, they're going to be shut down or whatever, then people are going to do the next best thing because basically the dinner is like the foreplay before getting down. Mm-hmm. So if they can't go out for dinner, then it's just going to be a shit ton of sex all over the place. Yep. I don't know. Like, everybody's like really optimistic about spring. But I was like, mm-hmm. spring is... Like, we're jumping through, like, three different hoops before we get to spring. Mm-hmm. And, like, Christmas is one of the scariest ones because that is tradition for a lot of families. Yeah, because you have big families and they get everybody together. Yeah. And it brings a lot of depression. So, like, mm-hmm. now if you have your family and you can't see your family and you haven't seen your family all year... Suicide rates might end up going up. So, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, sorry to interrupt you, but I just seen a highlight yeah. of the fight. And uh, Nate, Nate Robertson, he got knocked out. Wait, 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 wait. Nate, Nate Robinson just wait, got knocked wait. out. Nate Robinson. Basketball NBA player Nate Robinson. Yeah, he won the cards of of, of tonight's fight. He fought uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul knocked him out. Jake Paul knocked him Hold the on. fuck out, bro. They had no solution on the ground. Hold on. <laughs> Where are you seeing this? IG. IG. No. Why was Nate Robinson fighting? What was the card? I can't believe that. He, he called out. He called, I think he called out Jake. I think <laughs> he called him out. He laid him out, bro. Damn. Now it's just hyping in the website. Damn. Oh, it's happening now. Just the comments alone have me. Holy sucks. Yo, no way. Oh, no, man. 
about to get you clowned right now. How you say these bitches don't know how to fly? <laughs> Yo, the highlight. Oh, man, I got to see that. Why would he do that to himself? It's already up, eh? Call the ambulance. They didn't even say call the ambulance. Call the ambulance. <laughs> call the ambulance. And I said, I heard the black delegation was filming this man. <laughs> the next racial draft. Wow. Oh, my God. Yo, Jake Paul. Yo, Jake Paul. Oh. Gave him a rock to the face. And my man just dropped like a... R.I.P. Nate Robinson. Find me Mosax Music. That's two X's. Um, one X is some African dude. It's not me. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the whole thing. Uh, if you want to make a playlist of my music uh, for Valentine's Day, I got you guys on that. Uh, I'm gonna be doing some more stuff for that, and you can make that playlist on uh, YouTube if you subscribe to that. Guess that's the end of the show. Yeah. Stay tuned. We got our next one coming up for you, Justin. Peace. Later. Easy.